Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ash. Another three hours of whatever you want it to be, dear listener. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I bugged it up. Here we go. Let's try again. Let's try this. Good, isn't it? Um, 
There's, there's, <clears throat> you know, I mentioned yesterday the um, shush, shush, don't play. You know, I mentioned yesterday the 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 tale about me being in Costa and making a phone call and it upset me. And um, the young man, who's who's twenty maximum, came over and put his hand on my shoulder and said, "Are you right? Do you want to come to And I said, "Well, I'm fine, 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 fine." Um, I I, ca- I kind of want to talk to you about what that phone call was about, but I can't yet. The time's not quite right, and I'm, I'm as I'm sat here, I played that song because I'm umming and ahhing about whether tonight is the night that I kind of tell you about what was going on and stuff. Um, but it, uh, I, I'm not going to tonight. I think, I think I will at some point, but I'm not going to do it tonight all mysterious there's nothing you know there's nothing that has a major impact on you it has a major it's had a major impact it's having a major impact on me but there are um three people that i I would like to get in touch with um and i'm in touch with all three of them now and two of them i've said what i've felt i've had to say and one of them i've said what i had to say and i'm waiting for that person um to respond if they choose to respond they may not choose to respond uh so we'll wait and see so if i were to tell you about it now um then it would be an unfinished story it it, it wouldn't be complete and also i kind of have to when i tell the story i have to be really vague not as vague as i'm being now but um, I, I, the, the, the identity of the three people involved, I would like to keep that very, very much um, uh, private. So uh, th- I kind of have to get get it in my head how much or how little I can tell. And there's, there's, there's some bits I don't want to say because they're embarrassing to me. Um, but suffice to say, oh, I can, well, I, I'm really, I'm really tired today. And um, I've had a, 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 a quite an upbeat day for various reasons, which I'll go into in a little bit. But I've not had as much sleep as normal. And I've got a bit of a headache brewing. And um, I'm, it's weird. I'm really undecided. <laughs> I'm really undecided about when I'm going to talk to you about this stuff. And I think it's kind of important stuff. Um, hang on. I need to clip my neck. Hang on. There's a click in there. There it is. <laughs> that was my neck. All right, it's to do... Do you remember we talked? We mentioned last week, I mentioned last week about um, um, bullying and stuff and about how um, at school um, I got bullied, but in turn I was also particularly unpleasant to certain people. The, the, the three people that I have contacted are the, the, the three people that I was um, I was thoroughly unpleasant to. And I've kind of remembered quite a bit of my behaviour, and it's it, 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 it's it's awful. And I'm not going to go into the details of it because it was you know I was 15, 16 years old. It was a long time ago, and there you know there are reasons, but it was awful. I have approached um, the three people that I immediately think of when I think back to those um, dark days of me being unpleasant at school, and I have uh, I am trying to make. Um, amends to them um so we'll, we'll, we'll see two two people i have 
I believe that that work is done. One person I'm I'm waiting to hear back from. That, that's that's vague enough, but without being too vague, but vague enough that it's not going to um, embarrass anybody. I tell you, um, partly why I'm doing it. Tonight's show might be fun because I've got a little bit of a headache, so it might be a bit confused, which is fine. Um, partly because I heard this um, on Radio 4 last week, I heard a young man who'd been bullied and tried to, to kill himself, or certainly considered it, and the mother of another young man who had killed himself because he'd been a bully. And it's it's these things keep popping up in my head. Every now and then I'll, I'll remember back to what I did and I'll have like a, a shame attack and I will feel awful about it. But also... Um, there's, you know, like addicts and alcoholics and stuff, right? They, um, let's go off on a tangent, shall we? Why don't we? Yes, you know, addicts and alcoholics and, and, and drug addicts and um, sex addicts and gambling addicts and um, uh, food addicts and all these kind of people, right? They, um, they, uh, uh, one way of getting uh, uh, sort of better is to go to meetings, go to 12-step meetings. You often hear talking about 12-step meetings and things like that. Uh, and it's 12, um, and not everyone likes them, <clears throat> and some people don't like them because it has the word God in, even though it's not a Judeo-Christian God, it's, it's a spiritual God. But that puts some people off. Um, <clears throat> but they are... I've read the 12 steps, and... Um, they're, they're kind of would uh, I think a significant number of the steps would be really helpful to people that aren't addicts, that aren't um, alcoholics or, or, or anything like that, because they're just kind of um, a really common sense way of looking back at our past when we've all been dicks. We've all been dicks in our past. Of course, we have. We've all done things that we regret. It's a really common sense way of looking back. Uh, what you have done um and correcting the behavior so hopefully you don't do it again in the future and if you do do it again in the future you we have you have tools to um to get around it but this is steps eight and nine right steps eight and nine are um are absolutely magical let me read you steps eight and nine i've got it on the aa website up step eight made a list listen to this one this is this is amazing and the thing is anybody can do this right and um it's powerful juju it really is right step eight made a list of all persons we had harmed gosh imagine that imagine sitting down with a pen and paper and thinking right everybody i've harmed everybody and it can be like you know your mum and your dad and and people that you bullied at school and you know maybe you've had a row with someone at work all, all these people you can put these down Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Jeez, isn't that terrifying? It's not terrifying at all because the wording is very specific. We became willing to make amends. It's not saying, step eight, you don't have to go and talk to anyone. Step eight is you just write it all down, write everyone's name down, and you have to be willing to make amends. You don't have to make amends in step eight. You don't have to go and um, speak to these people. Step nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible. <gasps> Imagine! Imagine! And that's kind of, and not because of the 12 steps, but that's kind of what I've been doing with these three people. But imagine that. Imagine um, 
that someone who treated you terribly at school or at work 10 years ago, or maybe you lent a friend some money and they never gave it back and then they disappeared. And then you get a, you get a phone call one day saying, um, yeah, um, I want to apologise for the way I behaved. And then it's entirely up to the person who's being apologised to as to what they do. You know, the person who's making the amends, making the apology, has no... Um, has no control over the person, how the person reacts. Now, that, the person might go, oh, yeah, that's brilliant, thanks. Or they might say, why don't you naff off, you, you idiot, and never call me again. All of that is fine. That's entirely up to that person. But step nine continues, you see. There's a slight, there's a, there's a slight get-out clause. And the, the third person that I communicated with, this last part of step nine is, is kind of got to me a bit, and I, I had to think about it a lot. Step nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So what that's saying is, if getting in touch with someone to um, make amends um, would actually be horrifically upsetting for that person... Um, then you kind of have to find a way to, uh, to to do something a little bit different. Make direct amends. Now, what does uh, amends as well is quite interesting, because if it's like you nicked five grand off someone or you borrowed five grand off someone, um, direct amends would be to get in touch and, and try and either repay the money or sort out some way of repaying the money. Uh, direct amends could be just like saying, you know, I'm sorry and stuff like that. Um, it's just interesting. And I put that out there for no other reason than I've got a splitting headache developing and I'm a little bit confused and I really want to talk about the, 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 the conversations that I've had this week with various people. But the time... Can you check see if that fan is on there? Because it's bloody hot in it. Um, but the time is not quite right. Thank you, Ed. Is not quite right for me to, 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 to go into the conversations that I've had. Why am I mentioning the 12 steps? I don't know. They're just interesting. They're a good read. It puts people off because it mentions the word God, was it like four times, five times? Then one goes, oh, it's, you know, it's Christian. It's not Christian at all. Um, it, it, it's, it's spiritual. You can do it with a little G if you want. Um, eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Isn't that magic? Isn't that magic? You know, those words. Anyway, I'm prattling on. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, very, very big announcement to make. I'm presenting the New Year's Eve show. I don't know what the date of it is yet. It's to be confirmed. I'm joking. It's New Year's Eve, you suckers. Um, I'm genuinely thrilled. My boss, Denny, said, do you fancy doing the New Year's Eve show? And my initial thought was no. Um, and then I thought, oh, hang on. I don't do anything New Year's Eve. I can't think of anything I'd rather do than share it with you guys. Um, so it's New Year's Eve. It's Sunday. Uh, it's four hours, nine till one. And I want, uh, I, I want it to be special, right? Because I've heard other New Year's Eve shows, and they're generally quite boring. 
So I want it to be special and different and unique, right? So I want it to be an alternative to Jules Holland and all that. But I don't know what to do for it. Now, loads of you on Twitter brilliantly said, don't mention New Year's Eve. Or do it an hour early. And you're right, that would be awesome. That would be brilliant. But, 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 I think even I have to um, make a concession to tradition and, and actually mention New Year's Eve. And, you know, no doubt we'll, um, we'll all uh, have a bong at midnight. Is that, is that what happens? You have a bong at midnight? That sounds awesome. So, it's, as I say, it's ages away. It's not that far away. So, you know, over the coming nights, I'm, I'm really open to any suggestions on what to do for the New Year's Eve show. And some of you said, um, invite some listeners in. Yeah, that that was my first thought. That was my first thought to do that. Um, so that that's a possibility. Maybe get four or five people in here. I don't know. That's a possibility. Um, but I don't normally do New Year's. I haven't stayed up for New Year's since... Um, about two thousand and two, I think. I haven't done it for eight. I don't. I don't like New Year's. I never. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um. So that's going to be an awkward listen, huh? But genuinely thrilled. Genuinely, I. I. I you know, I couldn't be more excited that the talk radio have asked me to be the voice to see you in to twenty seventeen, guys. Uh, but I haven't got a Scooby Doo. What we're going to include in the show? So. Well, get, suggest stuff and do it, yeah? Um, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. David! Hello, Ian. Hello, David. You're on about bullying. Yep. Yeah, awful. But do you know what's worse? Yeah. Being a snitch. Well, hang on a minute. Being a snitch is worse than bullying? Well, in some ways, yeah. In what ways? Well, I'm going to tell you something now. I'm going to be a snitch. Okay. Guess where Caddick's doing his 12-hour silence? Where is he doing it? In a pub. What? In a pub. How could... Is he doing it now? No, tomorrow. Um... And it's in, in the Midlands, and I can't remember the name of the pub. Why? Well, I suppose he's allowed to do it in a pub, isn't he? Well, yeah, but there's belching... I mean, if he's sat in the pub for 12 hours, he's going to be... Does that count as the sponsored silence? Well, is he... Is he, is he is, if he's not speaking, then yes, that counts as a sponsored silence. OK. I, I just wouldn't be great if we could just say, oh, there's, uh, I don't know, a load of naked females outside, you know. Yeah. See so if he'd walk out of the pub and... Oh. But he, won't, but he could walk out of the pub to look at naked females. He could, yeah, but... I'm, that still would still would be within the rules of the sponsored silence. But how's he going to order his beer? Paper. Write it down. Yeah, true. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. And he did sort of... He did, I, I sort of was half listening because I was concentrating on something else and he was on another radio station. Mm. Another radio station? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I keep having nightmares. I keep what? thinking, hang on, am I listening to... It's not ten at night, it's daytime. And I keep hearing Caddick everywhere. Well, what? Tell us what, what other station is on. BBC WM? Yes. Aye. You, well, it's the one I... You still I, listening I, I, to that rubbish? I, 
Uh, what? Well, you still owe me that half a beer that I just spit out. What? Do you remember? No. Right, there was a woman yes. who went, who bought a pram for a dog. You remember this now. And I, she got, I do vaguely remember a woman, She got yes. banned from, from a, a high street baker's. She used to walk around with this sort of pet dog in his pram. I do remember this. And, and I wouldn't let her take it in, the local, but the... Uh, Bakers. Bakers. Yeah, yeah, Greg's. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you remember old Ranjit, the chip shop owner. Yeah. He was on about it. And the, the dog was called Jesse. What? And, yeah, how, do dog, how do you remember this so well? Because I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And I, I was drinking beer at the time, listening. It was the Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I spat half the beer in, in the sink because... Oh. Ranjit said, well, maybe she trimmed a Jesse. And oh, it, there we go. There we and go. Because everyone I dissolved, you did. And. To, talking about trimming a Jesse, and of course, we all thought that he meant her vagina. Yes, but. The, pu- just, the pubic region of the vagina. Absolutely Beautiful. dissolved. Classic. It, honestly, Classic I, I, really, I really wish I could have recorded that show because I just find it. So, it's. It really, really... I, I couldn't stop laughing on a Friday afternoon, mate. I'm not, you know... Well... And I like the music you used to do as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, 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 I now don't have to stay in a crappy £25 a night hotel, which yeah. I did when I did... And I enjoyed that. I like Birmingham. I think it's a nice place. Yeah. Um, And this is, this is more, you know, this is more... This is more relaxed, David. Yeah, 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 yes. I you don't want to be listening. You don't want to. Come on, guys. BBC Local Radio is over. It's finished. You don't want to be listening to that rubbish. Well, I don't listen to it all the time. Well, I don't listen to it any of the time. Mm. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Gary. Hi, Ian. How are you? Are you out of hospital? Pardon? Are you out of hospital? I've, I have just come out of hospital. Yeah. And how is everything? Everything is fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having daily nurses visit to do uh, IV injections. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still technically a hospital patient. Oh. Technically, at home. Did you get um, to wear a special um, T-shirt? No. You didn't have a... You didn't... Uh, after the procedure, they didn't give you... Um? A special T-shirt... No, kind no, of like a it. like a onesie that might have done up over your bum hole. No. Oh, I tell you what I'm asking, Gary. Yeah, yeah, please. I will. Is um, my dog got spayed today? Oh, they cut out her ovaries. Poor her. Well, uh, no, aren't you supposed to do that with dogs? Apparently, aren't you? You're supposed to butcher and spay them or something, aren't you? No, I just did it for a laugh. Yeah. And um, when she came round from the general anaesthetic to stop her licking her wound, and yes, yeah. I stopped myself there making a really unpleasant joke. I like, and I'm maturing. To stop her licking her wound, um, they put um, a special um, t-shirt on her. And when I take her out to go to the... She has to wear it for ten days. And when I take her out to go to the toilet, I have to um, undo the poppers at the rear and roll it up a bit. The thing is, I'm the the, the wound I've got is on the bottom of my foot. So right. not only is it 
physically impossible for me to get there, yeah. it's a bit weird. So you, you don't have a special T-shirt? No. Okay. But I, don't, I had one of those gowns that only does up at the back. What the hell is that for? I see, well, no, they say it's so they can get easy access <laughs> to things that they need, like arms well, and veins and... Well, stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't quite know what... Did you have your th- temperature taken with a thermometer up your bum? No. Again, the dog, that, the dog had, had that done yeah. today. Yeah. In the ears, and that's, I assume, not as evasive, but it's still a bit weird. Yeah. So, because I don't like having things put in my ears at all. No. Because I can't hear very well out of one ear, so I'm very sensitive about things going in my ears. Huh? Yeah, I'm, put, I'm I'm about eighty percent deaf in my right ear. Huh? It's true. It's true. Um, it wasn't what I called. Well, we'll find out why you called after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Gary. Yeah. Why are we calling you Gary? It's time. No, 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 no. No, I wanted something different. No. Please? Susan. That's fine, yeah. Susan! Yes. Yes. Okay, um, I was... I've slightly been on the other side of the story that you gave at the top of the show. I was contacted Mm. by someone who, through a third party, I was told, wanted to try and make amends for bullying me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he'd moved over to America... And was hoping to come back to the UK for a visit, and was hoping to stay at yours with some. Wanted to stay at yours, and if he didn't let you stay there, he'd give you a dead arm. It did nearly get there. Um, basically, he, he kind of implied that he wanted to arrange like a reunion of our class, and could I help him? Because I still knew all those people, and he was in America, and he wanted to meet up with me. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe he wants to. Because I think we we'd kind of openly talked about the fact that you know he was a bully, he was yes. he was vi- he was malicious, he was you know he called me every name under the sun, those sort of things, blah blah blah. Yeah. So again, through another friend. I found out that actually he wasn't really planning on apologising. He really just wanted me to help him organise this class for you and then take credit for it. Wow. Um, so I kind of went, do you know what? No, thank you. So yeah. I said, no, I trusted this this, uh, this other person. I said, I'm not interested. Thank you very much. Good luck with whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. He basically then contacted my family on oh. Facebook, my sister. Wow who was on Facebook at the time, and was like, I can't understand why your brother's not engaging with me. What's the problem? Could you find out? My sister ignored him. And then he started to contact other friends of mine. So he went through, must have gone through my friends list and found people he knew, yeah. and started to contact them. And then he set up a new Facebook account and tried to contact me. Oh. Didn't use a fake name, but he obviously just slightly changed something in his name yeah. so that I would think it was, you know... And I basically just said, look, I'm not interested. I don't want to rake up the past. Thank yeah. you very much. I was trying to be what I thought was the right thing to do. And basically what I got next was an email saying, I'm coming over to the UK. Give We're us your dinner money. On... Give <laughs> us your chips. We're going out for drinks on this day. You will be there. And if not, I will come to your house. Wow. So I, I thought, okay. I, I, so I contacted his family, his, his brother, and I said, if your brother shows up at my door, I'll call the police. Please pass on this message. I do not want to do it. I just don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. And after that, 
I don't know whether I don't know whether the brother passed on the message or whether he just got bored of trying or if he found else to organise his party. But it, it, and it, the whole thing was really weird because at the beginning I thought, yeah, this would be really good. This would be character building for me. You know, you confront the bully. You, you know, he apologises. You can deal with those things and move on. But yeah. no, it was it it, it all back again. How as I say, how how did it make you feel when um, he got back in touch with you? I think a little uh, angry at first because mm. I had not wanted to hear from him and forgotten all about it. And then, but there was that little bit of hope, as I say, that little bit of hope of like, oh yeah, maybe we can, you know, you know, you, they always tell you that you should, you shouldn't, you know, you say you shouldn't have regrets, you shouldn't leave things behind that's undealt with, like not dealt with. And I kind of felt like that with this. I kind of felt like, right, yeah, you know, I. Basically, we had like one punch up in a in a playground and you know a, a, a park. Um, that didn't really go anywhere, and then lots of words were said towards the end, but nothing really happened. So yeah. it, it was less open. But, you know, I didn't hate the guy. I just didn't ever think of him. But then he got back in contact. This is... Um, I've, I kind of said more than I was planning to tonight about it. But then, then yeah, it I realise that. No, 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 it, I appreciate your call. Um, and it doesn't matter, because can, I can go over the whole, the, the whole thing again. I'm, I'm just waiting for this one person to respond. Um, this was my fear. This 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 was my fear, Susan. That um, getting in touch with these people mm. would, um, in some way, bring up a lot of bad feelings. Maybe even um, uh, fear. I don't know. Fear, shame. Yeah, you know all the all the crappy definitely. feelings. Fear. I don't know about fear, but definitely the, it brought back the feelings of how I felt when I was yeah. bullied. Yeah. So, but uh, but the other thing as well is that, and, and I'm guessing it's the same for you. We're talking 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, 25 and years ago. Enough, yeah. yeah, enough time had passed where I felt like, okay, I'd kind of forgotten about that, and okay, maybe there is some hope in it. The hope was what drove me to initially yeah. move, you know, try and deal with it. I think had it not been that he had an ulterior motive or was still a scumbag or whatever, because your motives are not self-fulfilling... Mm. They are because you're trying to do something that you feel is the right thing to do. Hopefully, that hope will will carry them through. It certainly did for me. I mean, I could have just at the beginning gone, you know this what, I is, that um, come up, good night. This is partly why I'm really questioning about wh- whether I even talk about it on the radio, because I don't want anyone to get the impression that I've done it for content. I, I would, my opinion... I wouldn't reveal any more until you've had contact with that third person. If that yeah. third person says yay or nay, and it's dealt with, yeah. then, then then it's up to you. But for me, if I was in that position, it's like you've you've revealed to your listeners what your what's troubling you. Yeah, I wouldn't go into any more detail until you've had yeah. some of the heart of closure. And I'm I'm in and contact. I don't, I don't mean you've met up and shook hands. No, and no, no. I'm in contact with the uh, I'm in contact with the third person, and I have um, mm. we've made initial contact. Via Facebook, of course, um, and I have, um, you know, written quite a long piece apologising and explaining <laughs> why I've got in touch. And he might, uh, mine never did that. He never apologised no, first. No, so uh, and I've given and I've I've given uh, this person my phone number and my email, and I said I'm prepared mm-hmm. to meet if I want, and if you don't want to reply, you don't have. I give them all the options. Right? Yeah. And um, we'll see. We'll see. But boy, oh boy, um, you know, writing this, this, um, this message, um, 
was was uh, was tough, ma'am, but not as tough as it would have been for this person going to school every day, having to yeah. put up with what I was doing, you know. And it's Obviously really weird. It, it's really weird, right? Because there is now a real strong um, um, dichotomy. Is that right? The right word in me, in that I'm, you know, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm this kind of peace and love liberal lefty. But there is this kind of dark. Um, there is this kind of darkness in my history, you know, where I did stuff that was thoroughly unpleasant, and I feel that I can't. I, I can't proceed until I've I've done mm. my best to make you know to make up to clean my I, side I of the street. I think it's because you are. You might say you're a liberal and all that sort of thing. I think it's because you're emotionally sensitive. You think about the things that you have done, and therefore this is part of you thinking I, I must try and do. It. Like you say, it, this didn't just come overnight. It's not like someone handed you the twelve steps on a card and said, "Oh, read all of them," and you went home and went, "Wow, yeah. you've thought about this for some time." Yeah, yeah, and and dealt with it. But you know, you need to do something about it. I'm I'm not as. I, I look back on some of the things I've done in my life, and I do put some of it down to, oh, I was young and stupid and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I also don't feel like I've done things that require major reparations for. Mm. I don't think I do. Well, that's good. I probably do. Well, you probably, you know, there's, no, you, there's no there's no probably. You might, you, you might not. You might have, you yeah. know, you might have... And, 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 yeah. and this is different from stuff that kids do. What I did was mean. Uh, 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 but you know, maybe you don't have to. Maybe you, 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 you've you've done stuff, or you know, you've done all right. Some people do all right and do the best that they can without um, inflicting injury upon others. You know, and I, and I don't think that's because I'm particularly amazingly good. I think I just fairly vanilla and middle of the road, so that nothing amazing has happened to, for me to have to. And I'm not trying to project something on you and saying yours is. It's just me. I'm saying I I don't think I've done anything that needs to be forgiven for in my earlier years mm. so i don't know but so that's why i can't i can't i can't feel what it was like from your point of view to say be the bully to write that email i can as a human being i can go like yeah that must have been really hard but i've got no way of knowing what it's like to actually say i'm sorry for the things that i did like that um gap for, uh, susan sorry yeah. i i <laughs> appreciate I you calling want, it huh i just wanted to be uh, myself um to, last night's show was a little bit flighty because I was I was really struggling with the oh, old. Um, I've got the, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I do like a flighty show. Okay, no, f- f- no, I've flighty. I was no. I was I was I was, oh, I, was, I, was, I, was I was dealing with the the black dog yesterday, so it was a, did some good bits in it. Um, yeah. the, the Bill singing to Jonathan was a highlight, but um, <laughs> calling him the racist rain man. But um, uh, it was not a great show. Tonight's show is a little bit because I've got this I've got this headache and I'm really tired. And I didn't actually want to... It's funny, I didn't want to talk about the the bullying stuff, but it just kind of fell out of my mouth. So it's obviously uh, it's obviously weighing on my mind quite a lot. And um, it, it, mm. it, it is... Um... Oh, I've just felt can like I... I want to cry. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? That is weird. Can I, can I just say one last thing? Yeah. Um, is it uh, up I, yours? I, no, no, no. I'm going to leave that for another time. Okay. Um, you mentioned that I've been in hospital. Can I? Can I just say thank you to the the, the Ian Lee community? Right, I'm going to cut you off now. Really nice messages. Yeah. No, no, but no, but they were really nice. I'm going to cut you off. Up uh, yours. Oh dear, dearie me. <clears throat> 
1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Andrea, Ty, stay there. Uh, the phones are pretty busy tonight, so if, you, if you're ringing um, uh, and it's not being answered, the, the team are working too sweet. Is that a phrase? I don't know if that is a phrase, but that's a phrase that I've just uttered. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. People, huh? Um, Andrea. Yeah, people, huh? People, huh? Isn't it? Yeah, people, huh? huh? You've just done me about four clunky um, Jane uh, sorry, huh? gear changes. Yeah. Since um, <laughs> I rang you first off to say that's really good what you were saying about what you've been doing the last week. Yeah. And I just, I would rang initially just say, just take your time. Yeah. Don't, don't feel that stuff's got to be, you know, resolved quite quickly. So, do you know what? I have not even had a drink and my, I've, I've I've done the face over the face over the hands over the face because I was so worried and Kath rang me back twice mm. and I think I did a little bit of what you've done regularly um, when you say you can't do a show mm. and you really believe it because you've like got nothing and I'm I'm just sort of nervous because yeah I'm 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 okay I'm okay talking to you because you get it. Um, and I just wanted to say, just, just, just take your time. And then you, um, went on to talk about the steps. Mm. Um, I've been a stepper. Um, and there's a reason why they're so later on in the steps, mm. because they're the most difficult. Um, and probably majority of people only, if you're really, if you're really into it, um, yes, they they you know progress into the steps, but if you go into rehab, they look at um, covering the first three. Yeah. Um, so for you to looking at those, that's quite heavy duty. Um, yeah, I, it's um it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. Um, I, I was a little bit I was a little bit of a bully. But I was in primary school, and it was a very, very rural, it was in the 60s, yes, giving away my age, um, not a big thing. But um, it was really just, just calling to say, just take, don't feel pressurized by, by thinking you have to resolve stuff quickly. You've obviously done something really good by contacting these people. Um, we didn't have social media in those days. Thank the Lord that we didn't, because I, like you, think that some of it doesn't really do our best health, and well, it doesn't do anything for our health. No. Um, so really, it was it was sort of Kath ringing back, and it was you having one of those. I'm not sure I can do tonight, yeah. but I just hang on and. Yeah, I just well, I'm glad you did. Just, 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 just. Oh, and by the way, I held up pretty good well at funeral today. Oh, did you? Yes, 
I mentioned it to you a couple of weeks ago, but obviously you have got I had a birth and death, for, uh, death on the same day. And, um, yeah, I held up pretty well. Uh, I did I did myself proud. I did my mum proud as well because they both knew each other. So, yeah, did, did that okay. And it was, it was just one of those sort of passing over a little bit of niceness mm. to somebody that I really like. And just as an aside for New Year's Eve, I am so happy you've got the gig, but you've really got, it's a difficult gig because I've defected one night from the other side because of a particular broadcaster yes. who does a particular thing at that time of the year, which does seem to prove popular and is the only time I've ever spoken to him. So I probably will defect to you for the night because I love your show. Come on, uh, Andrea. Come, Andrea, come and, come and join me on New Year's. It might be a I car crash. Be. It I might be a car be. crash. I, I, I find you, it, it's just easy. It's just easy listening. Not to say your fellow, fellow con- counterpart isn't, yeah. but it's just, I just love you showing. Andrea, let, let's go. Who, who's your favourite caller to the show? Oh, my favourite caller. Um, I like Tris. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought some, some, oh, obviously some, I think a lot of us do, but Jonathan. Yeah. Because of his complexness. Because of his racism. How about he, Barry? No, Barry no, from, no, no, not for that. Barry from Watford? Um, I don't. I've I've known by from what from from your early um from your older. Right. And you're not a fan of his. Um. Bit bit boring. No. Bit, bit past it. Oh no, him what are you saying? and Derek and Clark. Oh, is that Barry? Oh yeah, whatever. What are you saying? I'm saying. What was I saying? Oh, what was your last conversation with Clive Bull? Was it a nice one? Now, can I just say okay. he was defending me? It's sort of long pencil neck there you're talking to, isn't it? He was trying to have a prop. I know you were, Ian. I know. But he, he went away for a while, and then you went away for a while, and you both came back. Yeah. Did you actually... I don't know nothing about Clive Ball. But you did. You spoke to him. <laughs> well, very occasionally. She's thinking of the hilarious... <laughs> oh, yeah, what? Larry from Catford... Yeah, uh, he was hilarious, wasn't he? Lynn from Forest Gate, yes. Barry from, to me was Barry from Watford, oh. um, and you sound to me like Barry from Watford. And well, you I do had... sound like Barry from Watford. Yeah, Who but... the hell are you, man? I'm uh, crazy, I'm, I'm crazy from Wimbledon. No, I know who you are. Right, Andrea, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Yes, and it's been like a joy speaking to you as always, Ian. Well done for getting through today. Ta-ta. Um, no, uh, no, no. Are you going? No, I'm saying goodbye to that lady. Okay, you can you can go if you want. No, I want to stay. Okay. Um, I've, hello. 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 Hello, yeah. Hello, is it? So, Angelos. Yes. Hello, Barry. How are you? Oh, not not so bad. Yeah, I know you're okay actually because I'm sat next to you. <laughs> We're we're phoning from the car. Oh, pre- you're prank you're pranking me. No, we're not pranking uh, you. You prank yourself, mate. I'll prank we're, you in a minute in your nose. 
But Frank, right, well, you favorite. come and try pranking me. Oh. Right, you didn't want to come down to London to prank this, so did you? I'll prank you so hard. You, and I, you, listen, you, I saw... You the, bottled out of that one. I didn't bottle out of it. I saw the video that you sent um, for my show. Oh, yeah. up yours, flicking the Vs. You've you, you got a combined age of 263. Grow up. Yeah, yeah, very much the level of our shows. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. What do you want to know? What? What do you want to know? Well, I want to know, on behalf of my listeners, how people apply for refunds. (laughs) Well, how rude. Well, a lot of... That makes me sick, that is... That is yeah. disgusting. Uh, Who's asked the refund, then? Um, I want name. I want name. I want a list. Okay. Actually. Have you got a, a pen and paper? Yeah, I've got Okay. Write this, write this on your hand. Sorry, you might need more than one hand. Mm-hmm. Steve? Hello, long names. Steve? Steve. Oh, Colin? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Colin, yeah. Tracy? Plus one. Tracy. Yeah. I will see you Tracy. Yeah, it's usually in the front row. Wahid? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Mustafa? Yes, yes, yes. Dave? Yes, yes. All big fans of the show, these guys, actually. Yeah, they, I don't well, know why they just they've just been complaining. They've all been in touch. Yeah. Um, saying, oh, we bought tickets to go and see Barry and, um, what's, what's your friend's name, Barry, sir? You know what my name is. Only wanted you to come as well, but you never bothered turning up, huh? We've done all the jokes. We've done our pranking off joke. You what? Yeah, we did our song. Yeah, done our song. And that's done the problem. It. That's the problem. They've, oh. they've bought tickets oh, right. to your tour. Yeah. Yes. Um, right, because yes. they've heard you on this Bar show. LiveNation.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, they've heard you on this show, so they thought the show would be funny. Humorous, yeah. 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 And, well, and it's it, not like belly laugh. It's no. Because we're discussing things in the zeitgeist. It's... And I don't know if you've had your head in the sand in the last couple of weeks, mate. Yes. But there's stuff going down in the world at the moment huh? which ain't yeah. very pretty, you know? We can't help that because we are just reflecting what is going on in the zeitgeist, you know? Right. Um, it's more the kind of... It's, it, 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 is it true that your show's written by the same people that used to write Last of the Summer Wine? Well, some yeah, of it is, yeah, which is, which are, but, yeah. like, you know, you, those guys are cheap. Yeah. I mean, when we say it's written by them, Angelos got an annual, uh, Summer Wine Annual in 1978. We just lifted some yeah, of the cash. Right. loads of the jokes out of that. Yeah. And a bit where you pull your trousers down, Barry, that's down, straight yeah. off of page three. Yeah. Now. Oh, my trousers have fallen down. That has them rolling. And, he, uh, and he's yeah. falling off the stage. Uh, can, I, can I read you an email from uh, Mustafa? This is typical yeah, of all the, go on, go on, the comments we've uh, had. Um, dear Ian Lee. Uh, yeah. After hearing Barry and Angelos be faintly amusing yeah. on your show, I bought yeah, tickets to it. go and see them. Yeah. I, I was expecting a right laugh. Yeah, Instead, yeah. what I got uh, was a lazy... Yes. Badly performed, yes. poorly yes. written, and he's unwritten in inverted commas to mean it's not written. <laughs> Listen, mate, this yep. is one man's opinion. Yes. Well, yes. I've got I've got about two hundred emails like what this. Tracy would have liked it. Yeah, she was laughing. She laughed her, her head off. Head off. Yeah. Um, what is the procedure for refunds? Well, well, you, 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 
just go to the box office and like, yeah. just get my money back, I suppose. But I don't know on what you'd have to present like viable grounds. You'd yeah. have to go there with a like a ten point. Can I read you sheet who's saying exactly why? I've got a four. I've got a four word email. And then it will go before the judge. Yeah, I've got a four word email go from, on, from Steve on, uh, Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. Yes, yes. Four words. Describing oh, your show. God. The subject title, yeah, yeah. subject heading was Barry and Angelos's show. Show, yeah. yeah. And the email, all it was four words, the show yeah. was shit. Yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, Steve is like, she's, Steve is famously naive. Yeah. He doesn't understand what we're talking about, sadly. The bloke has got a few issues going on upstairs. So, I mean, it's not our fault if he sits there just like you know, braying like a donkey, which is what he's done all the way through the show. We, we, what are we, we come supposed on. to do with that? We, we come on, and the lights go up with big song and dance. I'm a bum-bum, you're a bum-bum. Oh, bum, 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 I'm a chicken man. I'm a chicken man. I like bits and bubs. I like bits and I like bubs. I like Everybody bubs. come on, get such yeah, a... Bits and bubs. Yeah, well, we haven't... Yeah, well, that's Everyone loves it. They did, they blew blew the roof off the place. Of course it did. And he sat there, Johnson, right, just making all these noises, like guttural noises, like... All right. All right, right, listen, we're running out of time. No, no, no. No, we have a right to reply, mate. Well, uh, come on. Can you, you come li- back? You've libelled us. You've libelled us. We have a right to reply. Can, come on can and you come back he's... after the news? Yes. Yeah, all right, we will. As long as we get our right to reply. I'll yeah. shove the right to reply right up your jacksie. Yeah, well, that'll right. be a start with a show. Why don't we do that? Okay, we'll do that in a minute. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk radio. So after the news, um, Barry and Angelos, you, yeah. st- you still there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're waiting, mate. We're fine. Unbelievable. Uh, you want to give them a call? You know what to do. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Get on with it. Is he there? Hello. Oh, this is what he does, though, isn't it? This is, he sits here, he's gone to the bog, isn't he? He's, he's got a treat, isn't he? He's having a proper air show. He can't even... Yeah, and he can't even turn up for his. All right. Can't turn up for nothing, this one. And he's, you know he's on about 10 grand a week, don't you? Oh, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, he's on about 10 grand a week doing this, and he yeah. sits there like Lord Muck. With his money for old rope. I felt right, just sits there with his cowboy boots yeah. on the desk, pressing buttons, reading the escort, you know? Yeah. And well, we all have to do the work for him. It makes, no. makes me sick. If you want to phone up, phone up, us, why not? We will listen to your calls. We can't take none of them because we haven't got any buttons. But I'm sure someone will um, provide their, their fingers to press them buttons. Yeah. Anyone there? Hello? Hello? <laughs> We've been cut off. <laughs> oh, is someone there? Hello? Hello? 
Hello there. Hello there. Hello, Talk Radio. Excuse me. You're through to... Angelos, you? you're through to Ty. Where have you been? Oh, hello. Hello? Who's that, man? <laughs> I was just sitting back enjoying the Barry and Angelos show, Ian. Yeah, well, that's what it should be, mate, because um, we do a much better job than him. Well, what is it? Who you want, what do you want he... to talk about? Well, I did hear... He ducked out, didn't he, of fronting up for you, boys. He what? He ducked out of fronting up for you, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. So I'm, frank, oh, I'm very pleased you're here there. Hasn't gone unnoticed either. What's your name again? Ty. Ty? As in, yeah. As in round the neck? As in round the neck, but spelt differently. Yeah, pronounced oh, right. Thailand? As in Thailand, oh, yeah. as in Thai round the neck, in Thai yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Okay. Yeah, and what all, can we and do all you the others. Name aside, what can we do for you? Well, I'm I'm the uh, apprentice correspondent, right? Of what? Uh, so I so I phone up to uh, to correspond about the show, The Apprentice, the TV show. Oh, okay. I like that one with sugar. With sugar. What's going so, on in it? <laughs> so am I going to correspond with you then, Barry? Yeah, cool. I know, I know all about I, I know, it. I know what's going on as well, actually. I did you watch on it? it? Did you watch yeah, it tonight, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we saw yeah, all of it. it. It's the one did where you... they had to buy stuff and flog it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> did you have a TV in your car? Yeah, is it yeah. the one where Sugar <laughs> fires someone at the end? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, hang on a minute, Barry, because it got exciting yes, tonight. It got exciting Two people tonight. got fired, was it? Yeah, there was a double, double firing. Double firing. Yeah, yeah, Let's hope that one day sugar runs the country like, um, you know, Trump yeah. does in America. Like Trumpy. Now. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have a sugar and, sugar and Trump axis. That would be funny, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something else? Oh, beautiful, that would be. Wouldn't that be a thing? Oh, my gosh. What, 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 what do you want? Okay, well, look, I mean, Ian, I know what Ian, I love the way he just sits like a throwback to his absolute days. So yeah, should I just yeah, go into my yeah. review with you then? He's doing chain ground a week, you know that, don't you? Hello? Hello? Has he been cut off, mate? Angelos? Hello, Barry. You all right, mate? Yeah, I think that geezer's gone, thank yeah, God. He's gone, Ty. It's a shame because I was enjoying that um, conversation about Sugar and uh, the Apprentice program. You're through like to you're th- Angelos and Barry. You're through to Jonathan. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Jonathan. Lovely to talk to you. Where are you at the show tonight? I'm at home. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Was you at the show tonight? We done a show in Bristol. Good show. Oh, yeah, and the Angelos and Barry show in Bristol. In Bristol. Was was you in there? I, I'm not in Bristol. Where are you? I'm at home. Oh, oh yeah, you're at home. Lovely, okay, lovely, okay. you're at home. Yeah, nice good, good. specific, good. yeah. Very good. What are you doing there? Listening to you two. Yeah, okay, right. great, aren't we? Yeah, we're, good. we're running the show now, mate. Really? What can we well, do I, for you? I, 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 yeah. I wanted to talk to Ian. Oh, right. Oh, oh, I don't know where he is. That. He's popped out for a minute. He's probably... Uh, he's probably uh, nipped well, off I, the... I, I just... 
I just wanted to tell him that I, I've been through what he's been through and I've come out the other side and uh, just wanted to tell him uh, in short to man up, grow some balls and uh, he's got to start going to church and reading about stoicism because that will help yeah, him deal with his issues. That's a compassionate view to take, Jonathan. Yeah, well, so, uh, I think the thing is you've got to realise uh, if you if you've got these feelings of uh, guilt and remorse, that there's yeah. nothing. Have you got them? Oh, I've had them. I, what I do did you regret. have them about? Still... Oh, lots of things. But uh, what one I'm... thing? Uh, t- uh, too many, uh, too many to mention. But I will mention this. Okay. There's okay. nothing you could. There's nothing you can do ever to make up for oh, the damage no. you've done. Nothing. Oh. That's why you've got to go to church and lay it all before well, uh, God the uh, Father, Jesus okay. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. Which church you go to, mate? I I go to the local church. A local you know, to your room. You, you need to lay it all you before... You mean in your living room? No, not in my living room. You need to lay it all before the ch- uh, uh, God, mm, Jesus, and the Holy I'll Spirit in church. And it... And if, by some fluke, you get the opportunity to make amends, by all means take it, but you're not entitled to any forgiveness. And that's how you show that you you are contrite, by giving up your sense of entitlement to be forgiven. And you complement that by by becoming more stoic and reading up on stoicism, particularly Cicero, who went through awful stuff in his life and Mm -hmm. bore it with great dignity. Can I I stop you just for one second, Jonathan? Jonathan. You say Ian should grow some, I think, balls. Bo- 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 oh, balls. 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 He doesn't need them. He's got an enormous pair of there them. Is. He's got elephantitis. So. He has. When he, real shame. Think, He's got uh, a medical condition. Yeah, we oh, come really? to see he's, him in the studio. Oh, honestly, he I, has I was, to I was under the, the impression that his wife had his balls in a jar. No, well, that's wrong. That. No, that's wrong. No. He's, he's got a great big pair and he sits on them like a space hopper, which is why he don't use periscope no more. That's right, because it was embarrassing to see. And he do, he twirls himself round on the chair. Yeah. And if you're lucky, but you'll catch he, a glimpse. What, what, he, he need, what he needs to do is accept the fact that, that he'll never biggins. be able to fully make amends and that he needs to go to church, lay it all before... We can't get in the door with them balls. Read up on stoicism, read up on Cicero. He can't get his balls through the door, man. It's very, very uncomfortable shitting on them wooden pews with great big balls, Jonathan. And this is... I mean, it's all very well, but forgive me. Don't drag them up the aisle, you know? No. Well, Well, it's very upsetting. A poor chap has got elephantitis of the... Bacolicus edifatitis. And quite honestly, it's it's a bit rich you come in on it. He's a master to his testicles, that fella. Yeah. Um, Yes, a wheelbarrow. So, um, the show is still going on. Oh, has it not been pulled off the air yet? No, your your show. Oh, if so people, our show is yeah, yeah. We just we this is the sort of stuff that we get stuck into yeah. in the show. Yeah, and if people want to come yes. and, and buy tickets with a view to then immediately getting a refund, 
Where? <laughs> Live Nation. Go UK. And Ian, if you want to come and do your ball show as a sport act, you're always welcome. You can come and do that. Well, you know, you've seen it. me do that thing where I um, clap them together like those executive oh, toys. Oh, yeah, they clap yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody dance. Yes. Because one's bigger together. than the other, they make a lovely noise. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm going to cut you off first, Barry. Uh, right, OK, well... He's gone. And I'm going to cut oh, you off. Gone. I'm going to cut yeah. you off now, Angelos. Oh, right. OK, that's fair enough. Um, and that's that. What a delightful mess, dear listener. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Bill. Hello, Ian. How you doing, sir? I've got a blinding headache, Billiam. Um, oh, what's wrong? How'd you get that? Well, I, d- I, d- I don't know. I think it's because I'm tired. I've had a long day. It, it, there is a chance it might turn into a migraine. That's exciting. I've got the um, the uh, the slight flush that it might be. A- this could be exciting. Oh, sick day tomorrow. Sick day tomorrow, guys! Uh, <laughs> get yourself in, mate. We need you. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> hey, I'm doing the New Year's Eve show. Oh, that's all right. I don't really like New Year's Eve, so I'll be listening now, to that. I don't. The thing is, I don't like New Year's Eve, and now I'm thinking maybe they've asked the wrong person to do it because I don't like New Year's Eve. It's no, rubbish. No, no, no. You're you're the perfect person to do it because everyone who doesn't like New Year's Eve will be listening to you who doesn't like it, yeah. and then we're all cool. Um, I bet we get like zero callers. No, no. You, literally, New Year's Eve is is overrated. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's rubbish. I've never had, I'm trying to think before I say this statement, I don't think I've ever had an enjoyable New Year's Eve. Oh, no, I did have one, actually. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Freedom. Sorry? <laughs> 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 it was not, it was not a three. I wouldn't be able to get my head around a threesome. I was going to say something else. Yeah, then. I know. <laughs> I, I would be, I would, right, supposing it was two two men and a woman, right? Yeah. Right, and then supposing, because you'd have to be naked in front of another man. Yeah, that 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 wouldn't work for me, to be honest. I would str- I would struggle, right? In front, okay. So supposing it's it's you and two women. That don't work out either, though, Ian. Well, of course it don't work out. I'd feel bad because there'll be one young lady. Would be you'd think, oh, she's bored. Are you bored? Well. Honestly, and I sent my ex back in a cab, and she came knocking on the bloody window about thirty minutes later, and I pretended I couldn't hear her. <laughs> and that was the end of that relationship. When did that happen? Oh, that was about twelve, thirteen, fifteen years ago. It's a long time ago. Why did you pretend you couldn't hear her? Were you with someone else? Basically, yes. She, she, you know how women are; they make friends with each other so easily, more than men do. <laughs> women make. Friends with each other so easily. No, no, not in that sense. Not in that sense. I don't know what sense you mean. No, no, no. So basically, my missus at the time, we we were students at the time. Yes. And she she met like a new friend and she kept mentioning this friend. They were hanging out. And then one night I picked her up from the pub where she was drinking. Yeah. I ended up going in, having a drink. This This is with the new friend. Well, no, this is with my missus, well, yeah. my ex-missus yeah. and her friend at the time. Yeah. 
So we've had a little drink and whatever, and my missus has gone to the toilet, and her friends give me the signal. What is, just for future reference, what is the signal that the friend of a girlfriend would make to a man to imply that she wants to have sex with him? Oh, it was the hand rub up the leg. That's what that's that's what made it. That's what spelled it out to me. Yeah, while your girlfriend was in the toilet. Wow. Then throwing up. Oh, I'm I'm not going to make myself out to be a gentleman in story. I was a total scumbag. Yeah. And then um, basically we went back to the friend's flat and things got going. And then my missus got really upset and said she wanted to go home. And I pretended to be really tired and <laughs> that I couldn't move. And then <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst story I've ever heard. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to portray myself to be a hero. It was, te- it, was about, it was about 15 years ago, so I'm a different person now. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be the same now. You wouldn't but... cheat on your girlfriend while she was throwing up. Well, she, she kind of gave me, you know, Carp the license. Right. But then, yeah, so I sent her away in a cab, and it was quite a long walk away, and then about 45 minutes later, there was, like, all the knocking on the window, and I just pretended not to hear it. And then um, it turned out this other girl was a complete fruit loop. There's a surprise, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it was... Because you're so so, um, uh, mentally grounded. Well, I'm I'm not, I'm not, Ian, that's the thing. That's That's what I've called you up about. Oh. I've called you up to say thank you, sir. Why, why is that? Because, honestly, I don't think you realise it, but what you your show is kind of like an extension of the Samaritans. And, I mean, I'm not even taking the mickey. <laughs> Bill, Bill, honestly, Bill, you've been calling me for about 12 years. Yeah, yeah. You've never made a serious point. But it, honestly, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some insight. I okay. suffer from a lot of... I relate to a lot of what you say, basically, and your experience. I get a lot of depression, irrational thought, paranoia, anxiety. Honestly, this this is yeah. true. And wow. I think me and a lot of people, if you're having like a really, really bad day, we know that you're coming on at 10. Oh. And whether you want to call in or you just want to listen and then, do you know what I mean? We get insight from you. You're very, you've encouraged me to be actually more open with my problems. Wow. Bill, you're, like, Bill, you're, you're my, right, right, in the last 10 minutes, right, my mind has been blown twice, right? The, the, now by you saying all of this, and I appreciate it, and before that it was Jonathan saying he was a Christian. Jonathan's a Christian. You missed that, yeah. The racist rain man is a Christian. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ voted Trump. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. No, do you know what? I'm not going to bag on Jonathan, because I think, I think there's more to Jonathan. Oh, than... isn't there just? Completely. I, I, think, I think there's more to that story. And I think we might get there one day. We might not, but I think we might get there one day. Do you know what? He, 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 as much, the stuff he comes out with is complete, you know, whatever. But there, there's something about him. You can't help but, you know, I don't know. There's just, he's not all bad. Um, no, he's, well, I mean, yes, he's a massive racist and he's a fascist. And um, I, uh, think, I think something's happened to him to make him be that way. I don't think he, yeah. I don't think he, he naturally thinks that way. I think something's triggered that. What, do you think... Um, he he fell out of the window and landed on the head of a black man. I'm conf- I'm trying to work out. 
I, I don't know. Maybe he got. I don't know. Maybe he got mugged or something happened. Uh, well, not, not, you will have obviously... missed. You will have missed Bill. We've had. We, we, you, you, you've probably missed. I have had conversations with Jonathan where he's revealed a little bit about his parents, and um, so there's there's stuff that is definitely, um, that, uh, you know, pointed him in that direction. Maybe Jonathan's black. You don't know. <laughs> I've seen a picture of him. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, I, I don't know. There's some. There's because the way he talks and the way he. He obsesses with it. There's, there's something that's made yeah. him that way. Yeah. But, you know, but no, honestly, in your show, it's for, for a lot of people, and you, you know yourself, you've got all sorts of people that call you. You're, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just a nice, like, literally, it was, I was so lost from when you left the other place, the last late night show you've done. Can you not, Bill, listen, this is wonderful, and I'm, I'm genuinely touched, right? But, you know, I can't take a compliment. So, could you just sing to me? Um, what it was like when your girlfriend was knocking on the window of another girl's house, knowing you were in there having sex. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll keep it clean. Naturally. You ready? Yeah. Knock, knock, knock it on Maxine's door. Why are you in bed with that goddamn Oh yeah, knock 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 it up, Thank you, Bill. Ty. Hello. Hello, Ty. Oh, hello, mate. Let's have. I've got bl- absolutely blinding headache, Ty. Absolutely blind headache. I think I can make it to the end of the show. I have to because we have a guest Sorry. at half twelve. We've got Bay Logan, who's a Hong Kong movie expert. Um, Do you know what? Um, yeah. This this tonight show has just blown my mind. It's it's really spooky because um, I was going to speak to you about my highlights from last week, and then Barry turns up because you had a show last week after your spooky night that was mad. It was all crazy. Do you remember when you had a a massive blow up on Periscope and it all went crazy with loads and loads of people? Yeah, that show that night was really like a throwback to your absolute show, and that made me think about Barry, and then boom. I'm on the show with Barry. You're and the other on, thing, I'm going to root around in a bag while I, you talk to me, Ty, just to see if I've got okay. any pills. But I'm listening, I'm listening. Go on, then. And then the other thing that yeah. really blew my mind yeah. is that, because I'm obviously a little bit behind, yeah. um, you did your A to Z callers thing, and Andrea, yes. who I think was the Andrea that you spoke to tonight, Yes, she it? was, the yes. One, yes, yes, yes. Who said, who said a very nice thing about my apprentice report. And then oh. she was on tonight as well, and I was going to say, thanks, hey. Andrea. That was a nice thing to say. Hey, man, it all so, links it, up. It all links up. And I've got a little tip for you. If yeah. you're bad, if you've got headache and stuff, or any other aches and pains, I've told you this before, Paramol. What? Paramol. I don't know Paramol. what... Paramol. I don't know can, what that means. It's over-the-counter, but really good pain relief. P-A-R-O-M-O-L. Comes in a black box. Beautiful. Paramol. That's my little tip for you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Right. Give Apprentice. us an update. Yes. Okay. So you said you've been waiting for excitement. It was bound to happen because yep. the numbers just don't stack up. We had a double firing tonight, but you beautiful. probably knew that. I saw um, Partak went. Our eyebrows went. What a what a car crash he was. Our eyebrow oh. went. Yes. Who was the other person is... that went then? Um. What do you want me to just? Go straight to point, or can I give you a little bit of infill? Give us a little bit of infill. Let me go straight to my question of the week. Oh. Now, they were doing a show, so selling stuff at a boat show. It was tipping down, obviously. Um, they had to sell various sort of bits and pieces. Question of the week. 
and it was bound to happen. Are you into water sports? There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go, of course. All right. Question of the week. Thank you very much, Sam, for that one. I, um... I, I didn't get... Because the, the, they had to buy... Um, they had to sell either yachts or, um, <laughs> like, bo- the, the power things that you sit on and it rides on the water. Jet skis. Uh, jet skis. Or, like, little knickknacks. Well, what were the knickknacks for? Because all you had to do was sell one boat or one jet ski to get yeah. 20 grand. Yeah, well, you, you, they broke it down into kind of two sections. You had the high-end stuff, right? And then you had the kind of the on-the-stall stuff. So they broke it down into two sections. Mm-hmm. That's how they split up the teams. So on Nebula, where you had the little Mouse's PM and yes. Soft E-Ran, yes. they were selling speedboats because they screwed up the jet skis. But on the sub-team... You had Geezer Paul and, uh, just mark my words here, a little dark horse, Jessica Rabbit. She's coming through on the yeah. on the outside. Yeah. She's yeah. doing really nicely. So they sold snorkels, kids' bags, and uh, um, and they basically sold two and a half grand's worth of stuff. So you have high-end and low-end. And the thing that did it for um, Eyebrow is he didn't take the high-end seller to go and sell the high-end stuff. Yeah. And they lost... They lost out, basically. Um, well, hang on, because uh, they had six sales for the jet skis, and then they all no. fell through. Ian, mate, they would have they would have won this, right? So what they did, they they bagged this guy. He's really keen. I felt a little bit sorry for them because the guy comes in and says, "Look, I run a jet ski experience thing in four. So that, and then do you do commercial insurance and all that? They had to pass him on to the guy, right? Who who, who sells a jet ski. We never really found out what happened, but basically, yeah. it all fell through. He I was a time a waster. He was a time waster. But it wasn't their fault, and that was Croydon. That was Croydon facelift. I mean, she did yeah. a good job on that, you know. To be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but basically, had that gone through, they would have won. What happened was um, they sold <laughs> one hundred eighty-eight pounds worth Beautiful. of tat, of tat, and the other guys sold two and a half grand's worth of tat plus. They pulled out two boats. I don't know how they did it. It must have been magic. Do you know what? Here's the thing, right? While, 40 while, grand. While we were watching that, right, I said to Kath, oh, I fancy buying a boat. And <laughs> I know, because I fancied buying a boat before. Not like a 20 grand boat, but, I, but um, you know, I've been prudent. I could afford I could afford to spend, and I, it wouldn't hurt, the, hurt me too much. I could afford to spend about four and a half thousand pounds on a boat. Quite quite happily, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I was Googling second-hand boats, and you can get some really tatty 70s boats for four and a half grand. I'll tell you who to speak to about boats. Yeah. Mike Parry. What? Go speak to Parry about boats. You like the two mics. I do like the two mics. Is he a boat expert? Well, no, but the oh. thing is, MG keeps... Well, he's got... He's, he says he's got a boat, and MG keeps taking the mick oh. out of him for it basically being a dinghy. Go speak to Mike Parry <laughs> about second-hand boats. See Mike, what he's got Mike, to say Mike about Parry it. scowls at me as I... Um, as Does I, he? Yeah, as I walk past, he scowls <laughs> at me. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? He's half the reason why I'm always a week or two behind. Because oh. I'm trying to catch up with their podcast. Their, their show, but their show, I, I love... There are some people that hate the two mics, right? And I don't oh. think I like the two mics to start with, um, oh. but I love They're them. Brilliant. I think I think they are. It's a bit. It's a little bit. 
it's very shouty, and it's, sh- it's, it's kind of a shouty all, for a lot of the time, but they make me laugh so much. I think oh, they're hilarious. Brilliant. I think they're they absolutely like hilarious. Kind of, yeah, they're hilarious. Sort of a like classic old sort of married couple, and there's yeah. a little bit of, once you've listened to them for long enough, there's a bit of repetition in the stories. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's their shtick, and, yeah. um, and I love it. So, listen, eyebrows, right? Yeah. Didn't even make it, did not even make it out of the boardroom. Bang. Boom. And I quote Sugar, Yeah, you've been a diabolical PM. Ty, listen, we've got, we've got to move on because I'm coming to a break. Thank you for that. It was uh, destructive. Uh, the two mics are on after uh, uh, after this, I think, tonight at one o'clock. They tend to be. Um, and I think they're absolutely hilarious. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Brian and Manny, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hello. Hi, uh, Ian. I'll tell you what it is. I really enjoy this show. I've been listening for a few weeks now, oh. and I really enjoy listening to you and Catherine when you're together on the station. Oh. And it's really fantastic. So uh, I love your show so much. Um, what I've rang up about, Ian, is to ask you, right, you know we're coming up to Christmas now, aren't we? Yes. Yeah? Apparently so, yes. Would you be do a show about... Um, finding romance and things like that, like internet dating and that. What? I don't smoke or drink, right? So I don't go to nightclubs and pubs, right? What? So I find it really difficult to meet women and I'm considering and going on internet, one of the internet dating... Like Grinder or something? Sure how to go about it. Do you mean like Grinder or something? Grinder, what's that? Grinder's an internet... Grinder's like a, a dating app on your phone. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I'm not really familiar. I, I, said, I hardly go on the internet. I'm not really familiar with dating sites. I just wanted to do, if you could do some kind of show. Well, what would you, we could talk about it now. What, what, do you want to, what do you want to know about it, Brian? And we can do it now. Oh, right. I, I thought I didn't have much time left. I just want no. to find out what dating sites are, are, are quite good to find somebody quite decent in that. You know, like... Um, what are you after? You are you after, um, like, a, a wife or a friend or a dominatrix? Oh, God, not a dominatrix. No? Um Somebody who could possibly be, like, a long-term partner type of thing, mm. you know? Um, not that type of thing, but, like, a long-term partner, you know? Um... Because I, I say I don't go, I don't go to nightclubs and pubs. So I don't drink enough, right? And I've never drank for yet. I mean, I have drunk in the past when I was younger, but I don't. Nightclubs. The thing is, though, well, I, I haven't had a drink for twelve years, Brian. Nightclubs uh-huh. and pubs. I, I used to go to nightclubs and pubs. I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever pulled a girl in a nightclub, or a pub. Once, yeah. it, once in a pub in Slough, a girl asked me out. The wheat sheaf, right? Um, but that—that's it. I don't. I think nightclubs and pubs are the worst places to go and meet. To meet, right? Yeah. When I would go to nightclubs, right, and I'd be out of it, mm-hmm. and I, I was really nervous about talking to girls. So what I would do, Brian, if there was a girl that I fancied in a nightclub, I would dance uh-huh. with my back to her and slowly step backwards, so that after about six or seven minutes of me moving backwards and dancing, my back touched her. And I thought right. that that was um, kind of having a relationship. Oh, right, like making contact, sort of. Yeah. I got it, yeah. And I thought, oh, um, if she doesn't pull away, she must like me. Right. Well, well, um, um, well, well if anybody's got um, any experience, they can call yeah. in with it, of course. Uh, that seems to be the way these days now, internet dates yeah. and that kind of thing. And I, 
obviously I just I'm not looking for people who are like one night stands and stuff. No. I want to find somebody kind of who's dead and decent and everything. So really, I'm trying to find out what what's out there. Really, what sites to go on and what other people's experiences are. You know, finding somebody online. It's and funny. That. Do I'm you really listen, uh, Brian? Do you listen to the Archers at all? The Archers. Yeah. I've heard, I, I know of it. But oh, I, I love the Archers. One I of the, know of it, but I don't listen. To, that's a bit beyond me, that programme, like, yeah. One I, of the... I um, one of, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not really... It's not about farming anymore. It's like Emmerdale isn't about Emmerdale Farm. But there's one of the younger men on there is, uh, has right. just started um, internet dating and is... Um, uh, oh, okay, it, right. Because uh, 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 it, it, about ten years ago, it was a bit of a joke, wasn't it? internet dating but now it's a completely legitimate way for people to meet other people that's right it just seems that we really like dead popular and people are going on there and finding people and things because obviously other people are going on there who are looking for other people for like long-term relationships and that and not after one night stands and they're not looking for somebody for a quick fling and everything else so uh, it would be great to find out what other people's experiences are and, you know, how, how they've got on and that and, and that kind of thing. It would be great if we could do a show dedicated to that kind of thing, like finding love before Christmas. Well, That'd be brilliant. See, well, listen, we, we, Brian, we probably won't do a whole show dedicated to it because it's not, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid doing stuff, stuff like that. But, 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 but. All right. No, but, but, but I, don't, I don't want to send you away with a fleeing Uri, au contraire. Um, if anybody right. is um, is listening uh, who has been internet dating and has maybe got a few tips or could recommend a good site or, or you know, the, f- for Brian, then um, 0344 499 1000. You never, you never know. Someone might be listening tonight, Brian, who might um, be able to put you in the right direction. It's a completely foreign world to me. Same here. Uh, um, but like I say, I'm have genuinely you, Have like... you got a computer? I've got an, an iPhone and that, like a smartphone sort of thing. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm not really savvy on the internet, but I'm obviously going to try and get used to going on it because I go on Amazon and stuff and order things on there. You can order a bride. Like, hey? You could order a oh, bride no, no, on no, Amazon. I don't want one of them. No, 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 no. Um, I don't want a Thai bride. I want somebody who's English. English. You, want, want, you want an English, you want an English bride. Yeah, not somebody who's from Thailand or Russia, not one of them type nope. of people. Okay. I, I can't afford to go right across to, to blinking Ukraine or whatever they call it, yeah. up to Moscow and that. Ukraine girls. Uh, anyway. Oh, no, I, I'm happy with English women, to be quite Beautiful. honest, except for a lassie who's from England and that knots me thousands of miles away. That's, so, that's... No, it's me in this country. Thank you very much. That'd be better and how much would you be prepared to, to spend to buy her? Say again, sorry? How much would you be prepared to spend to buy her? What, an internet bride? Yeah. Oh, God. 2,000? 5,000? No, not not an overseas person. No, I but you could, if you could buy an English woman. Well, I, hope, I, I would actually would hope to find somebody and go on a date free. with them and get to know them, go out for meal and stuff. I wouldn't go on buying somebody, because that's like um, yeah. mail-order bride's shopping in it guess what you pay for i suppose Uh, all right brian well listen keep keep listening oh absolutely i will be Uh, you know the the, the, a lot of um varied sorry i'm struggling to speak a bit because i've got a terrible headache um but there Mm -hmm. are a varied um amount of people out there listening to this so you never know who might be who might be listening and might call in
Brilliant. I, I'd love to see what what, what what results they've got and how they've got on with people and everything else. So it'd be really good to hear other people's experience. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Nice. Rob, Robbie. Hello, Ian. You've, are you, have you been there and done that? I've been there and done that, yes, believe it or not. Yeah, well, then tell, um, tell Brian, because Brian um, wants to dip his toe into the internet um, uh, dating pool and he's not quite sure where to go and I haven't got a clue. Well, Brian, you might be able to dip more than just your toe in that little area. Um, I have always been against internet dating. I found it a bit tacky, a bit desperate, a little bit bizarre, a little bit, you know, strange. I'm very, very stubborn. Ian might remember about 10 years ago. I used to be very stubborn. Um, But I went on on a service. I'll tell you the name in a second, just for a bit of fun, just to change it up a little bit. And that lady that you saw at your show on Sunday is my partner of a couple of years. Hang on, which lady that I saw at the show on Sunday? Robbie Dove. Oh, this is Robbie Dove. Now, this is interesting. Robbie used to phone me at another radio station and be a right little pain in the arse. And um, we're talking about... It's funny, there's a theme developing tonight of, of apologies and stuff. And I was um, I was very touched by your very gracious apology at, uh, 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 at the weekend, Robbie. Yeah, you know, times change, people yeah. move on. You know, I... Uh, to give. I didn't listen to your 3CR, nothing against you, it's because I couldn't be up in that time in the morning. No. But um, it was great to have you back, and I realised how much, uh, you isn't know... Isn't it funny? Thank, thank, honestly, well, and, and I, uh, isn't it funny? Thank you, Robbie, I appreciate that. But so, and did you... Okay, so the woman that you were with, she looked like she had all of her bodily parts. Did you meet her online? I did, and I was very embarrassed at first, not for her, but for the whole part of it. But my advice would be, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't look for anything. I certainly wasn't looking. I was messing around the webs on a uh, on an app. It was called Taste Buds. Taste Buds? Taste Buds? Taste Buds. <laughs> and it's for uh, matching music, matching musical preferences. Um, you type in your music oh, artists, etc. clever, yes. Me and this girl have about zero musical artists in common. Oh, um, we just started, uh, you know, started chatting, and I uh, developed from there. So, um, Brian, is it? That's me, yes. Yeah, um, no rush for anything, you know, you got, I'm sure you've got plenty of time. Um, and don't be too much pressure, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You're going to have numerous conversations with, uh, you know, with whoever you want. Have a bit of fun, don't take it too seriously. Um, so taste buds is the one that I use. My friend was quite successful on one called Coffee and a Bagel. I'd never heard of it, but um, you know, it's apparently it's a good one wow. for meeting up for a coffee, a bagel, and uh, a <laughs> inside as well. Coffee you and know. a bagel and a bun cup. Um, That's the one. Uh, and it's fu- it's funny. What do you get, right, Robbie? When um, you meet friends or family for the first time, and you introduce your lady friend, and they say, "Oh, Robbie, tell us how you met." Do you get embarrassed? that it was online, or are you past that now? Um, I haven't really got to the stage of actually telling anyone yet. Oh. I think my mum <laughs> tells all the family. Oh. Um, she's met a couple of, well, my grandparents. Yeah. But because they're quite au okay with the internet, it's not too bad. You know, they, they know what it's like these days. But no one actually will judge as much as I thought, apart from me, of course. Um, that's, you know, it's just the way forward. And when you haven't got too much time, or, and this isn't an insult at all, like the appropriate 
you feel the appropriate skill set yeah, and confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's no harm in doing it. having a look, seeing what's what. And it might be a complete disaster, in which case you'll do the traditional ways of speed dating and go into other establishments. But I think for you, Brian, um, it's a great way to, um, you know, to at least, if not, if nothing actually comes out of it, just be a bit more confident in chatting to people and seeing how it goes from there. I mean, it took us about eight months to exchange numbers and a year to meet up. Wow. Um, but we did meet up, and uh, luckily she looked half decent and... Uh, some reason she liked me. <laughs> God knows why. Brian, listen, Robbie, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. And thank you again for, for what you said to me on Sunday. It was very, very touching, and it ties in a lot with what we were talking about earlier. Thank you, Robbie. Um, Brian, listen, keep listening. You never know. We might get some more people oh, calling in with bits and pieces. I think what you... Uh, my suggestion... My, I don't know what I think you should do. My suggestion is you need mm-hmm. go online, have a look at a couple of websites, and sign up. I think I'll do that. And see what happens. I find out which are the good sites because there's thousands of... Yeah, there are. Whenever I'm buying something, and this is kind of buying in as much as you're signing up to a website, uh, I always uh, I find the websites and I write down the names of sort of four or five that I like the look of, and then I just mm-hmm. Google the name of that website, Reviews. And, right. and, just, well, and, just, and just see what comes up. And there'll be some, some people that love it, and there'll be some people that hate it, and I tend to kind of go for the ones that are a bit more in the middle. Right. But I think you just, just do it. Just, I think just do it, Brian. Just sign up for one, two, three, I don't know, whatever you can, you, you can do, because I know you've got, I think some of them you have to pay for. Um, and just see what happens, mate. And I wish you the very best of luck. Brilliant. I'll keep on listening to me and see who comes in and who calls yeah, in. Yeah, you never know, Brian. We that. might get some more calls. Thank you, mate. Good luck with that. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Manny, then Nigel, then it could be you, dear listener. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Nigel. Evening, Nigel. Hello, pal. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you, Nigel. Well, I'm not all right. I've got an absolute splitting headache that could turn into a migraine at any moment, Nigel. And um, my, my balls have been my balls have been discussed on this show far too much. That's not good at all. No. <laughs> I was actually going to put you through my desk, but there's a delay on the system, so I can't do that. So oh. I'm just talking through the phone and everything like that. Okay. For those but... who don't know, Nigel works in radio. <laughs> He's a radio presenter. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast, by the way. What podcast did I do? You did a podcast the last time I, I was on air with you. Oh, yeah. You actually podcast the show. Yeah. And you kind of titled it, which was quite good. And I actually picked up about five, 50 of your listeners. Oh, strength! Listen, listen to my show now regularly. Uh-oh. On the Thursday and Wednesday night. They'll, be the, they'll, be, um, they'll all be perverts, I guarantee it. <laughs> They're all all perverts and deviants that listen to this rubbish. (laughs) So, yeah, I picked up some of your listeners, which was nice, and they're they're kind of listening to to the show and stuff like that, which is good. Anyway, all it is, last time we spoke, I said I would send you an email with uh, my new demo, which I've just sent literally five minutes ago. Right, I've got it. Can I tell you the first thing I can tell you from looking at it? Go on. Shall I tell you? And you, you don't mind that you want us to speak the truth, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too long. It is, yeah, it is a bit long. It's four, four minutes. minutes. I can see it's four minutes. 
I know it's four minutes. Yeah, yeah it is four minutes, but you don't have to play it all. No, no, we're going to play, gonna play a bit of it. We're going to play a bit of it now. We're going to play a little bit of it now. I'm inviting Catherine into the studio. So that and she give me some feedback. We're going to give you some feedback. That's it. Right. Cass- so I am actually hmm? talking to a couple of stations at the moment. Hey, beautiful. I've got some interest. Right, well, let's have a, let's have a little listen. Here we go. Here we go. Let's uh, move the volume. There we go. Well, hang on, that's a weird start. It doesn't make any sense. What happens there? End of the track. Well, you want to, you want to. If you're doing that, you want to fade in. You don't. That's that's a bit cold. Anyway, right. That's weird. That's weird. Stunning off tonight. Great track from Beverly Nye, Middle of Love, Nigel James, Identify Radio. Access all areas right through till eleven tonight. Today's best music mix and celebrity gossip. Boy. We got loads of great uh, celebrity gossip coming up for you on the show tonight. On its way, uh, we have a great track from Felix John and Jonas Blue. And we've got the brand new Robster single. Yeah, Robbie's coming up very shortly as well. First, Louisa Johnson, a clean bandits and tears on Identify Radio. I tried hard to make you want me, but we're not supposed to be. Let's get into it. Uh, Will Young has walked out of Strictly after last weekend, had a bit of a run-in uh, with Len Goodman, one of the judges on the show there, and basically uh, Len turned around and said, listen, shut up, get on with it, and just carry on, all right? Uh, and I don't think Will like that, because earlier on in the week, he emailed the producers and said, listen, I'm done. Not doing the series anymore, and I'm citing personal reasons. So everybody went, listen, it's Glenn Goodman's basically what he said, and he's, he's annoyed him, and he's just had enough. And then there was rumours uh, he's not getting on with his dancing partner. Now, uh, the great Darcy Bustle, one of the uh, judges on the show, basically come out and said, listen, uh, as judges, we turn up on the Saturday to record the show. We don't see what goes on during the week. And uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, Len. And it's really sad because Will could have gone all the way to the final. Uh, personally, I think he just didn't think he was going to win. So he thought, I'll cut it short and I'm gone. Love to hear your thoughts tonight. Uh, Nigel at IdentifyRadio.com. All right. Give us a shout on that one. Right. Uh, technically, it's a little bit of a mess because it's cutting in and out and you want to do some mixing and some crossfading and stuff like that. But that's fine. That stuff's easy. Um, you say the word listen too much. Uh, right. Right. Um, and uh, my suggestion would be is if you're going to ask them about, you didn't ask a question. You said, I want to hear your thoughts, but you didn't ask a question. I would have asked a question. Right. Okay. I would have got uh, something like, is he an idiot for walking? Or do you, uh, do you think he, you, have you gone off Will Young because he's walked off? Something like that. You Think you, about the answer you want. Okay, and if that helps, you work backwards from that. So, you know, think about the answer that you would like to get from your callers and how you yeah. get... Do you know what I mean? Am I being vague? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a bit vague? But this is already better than the other one. Yeah, there was more of you in it. Yeah. I would say that first link's probably a little bit... You probably don't need that, the first thing that you put in there, because it was just a succession of, you know, websites and throwing forwards to yeah. songs and stuff. Don't yeah, need I'd that. i straight in there with the Len Goodman stuff. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Edward... With that opening bit, I'd I'd tease it out a bit more. You know, you told me I oh, there's plenty of celebrity gossip coming up, but I'm like, okay, well, such as tell me more. I don't want to have to 
wait to find out whether it's worth sticking around. Give me around. some you know, names. Tell, Give me some names. Yeah, tell me, oh, we've got some great gossip about Len Goodman or whatever, you know. Tell me, tell me, give me a reason to stick Len, around. Len Goodman, have you, uh, latest rumour is Len Goodman has murdered a child. <gasps> I'll be giving you an update. <laughs> Maybe not that. Tell me Later more. No, you could say something like, you know, Will, Will Young's thrown his toys out of the pram or was it fair enough, you know. That kind of vibe. I know, but the thing is, with the station, we've got like a, a time limit. We have to kind of talk. Yeah, but your demo's not for that station. Your demo is for the next person you'll work for. So you want them to get you rather than all the station gubbins. Cause it- I know, but it's not a like, uh, it's, when I've done it, it's actual. It's actually a show that I've kind of yeah. taken yeah. it from. But you pick and choose what you give to the next person, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so they don't need all the website information in that. Yeah. Um, okay. And a- Let's listen to a little bit more. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got, uh, Can I be honest? Yeah. I think you're still doing a bit of a voice. Do you know what it is? I've always kind of, as soon as I sit my head in front of my microphone, yeah. I automatically do that now. But you don't need to. Do you know, it sounds old-fashioned. that's the way I've kind of trained myself. Untrain yourself. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, master, the master unlearns everything they have learned. That sounded good, didn't it? Well, just have a think. Hang on, let's have a bit more, because I want to... Give us a shout on that one. Uh, we got that new Robbie single. Can't wait to play that. It is brilliant. Uh, but it's got the Apprentice theme in there somewhere as a sample. Uh, we're playing that. It's on its way. Uh, Felix John ain't nobody right now. Right. Hang on, hang on. Up to the title, you weren't doing a voice then. Hang on, Angie. All right, we're going to talk politics. Don't normally do politics, but it's the US presidential elections in a few weeks in November. It's Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. Now, it's a bit of a bun fight, really, between those two. Nobody's really talking policies, which is a great shame because it's the American people. They're going to decide who's going to be the next president, and they're just slanging each other off. Personally, I think they should be saying, listen, this is what I'm going to bring to the table if I'm the next president of the United States. Uh, but nobody's doing that. They're just kind of saying, well, this said that, but it's just wrong. OK, and there's been some nasty stuff said about Trump and stuff. It's going to be the biggest thing for America for the next, what, four years or so? Uh, the leader of the free world, as they say. Uh, and nobody's talking what they're going to do for the American people. Love to hear your thoughts and what you think of the candidates. It's Nigel at IdentifyRadio.com. Give us a contact, all right? Jonas Blue and that Robbie Singer is on its way. Okay. Um. Um. I'm just I mean, a bit... it's very commercial radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't... Listen, it's... it's targeting it, it at. It, listen, it's, it's, it's not the kind of station that I would listen to, but that, I'm, I'm trying to put my personal taste to one side because it's not about my personal taste because, you know, mm. not, I choose not to listen to that kind of thing. Uh, right. For me, um, I, I didn't get the politics thing. I didn't, I didn't get it. And it sat uncomfortably, you know, in, in the music kind of um, environment. And it's it's the voice. It's it's you're you're doing because you're not doing the voice now, Nigel. And it's something about the voice that you're doing. I don't know. It's just just when I kind of stick it, my 
in front of a, a microphone, I kind of do that at the end of the day. And I'm doing that kind of now. I kind of talk. That's the way I talk on radio. Yeah. But your voice is good enough. And actually, these days, people get a bit put off by the um, smashy and nicey voice. But saying that, people with smashy and nicey kind of voices do get... There are people that still work and do those kind of things. It's up to you, Nigel. I mean, I, if it's I've working a... for you, carry on. Right, I'm going to ask you one question. It's a personal question. We're running out of time. Can I ask you a personal question? Go on. Have you got something wrong with your adenoids? No, I don't think so. Okay, because the, it, it, uh, there are points in that tape when the the, it, the voice becomes quite nasally, quite um, uh, Kenneth Williams, and oh, um, right. and, and I, I just <laughs> wondered if it was worth. Um, I don't know. I wonder if it was worth maybe talking to a doctor about it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm okay. being I'm being completely blunt because um, otherwise, what's the point in, well, in asking this, us? This is the second time he's come back, and yeah. I think you want an honest opinion, don't but, you? But, but 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 but, and we've got yeah. thirty seconds left. That is a hundred times better than the last one. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. You're not feeling too battered, are you? No, of course not. I mean, I'm talking to a couple of stations, and there's a big commercial station. I've spoke to the the programme controller, and they're really interested in getting me on board. Well, Nigel, listen, we've got to go, because I'm late for a break. Good luck. Thank you for sharing that with us. I hope it wasn't too harsh, but, you know, it's better to be honest, otherwise no point in doing it. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm all thumbs, no action, attention, deficit, distraction. My brain operates on a fraction, all thumbs, no human interaction. I speak in typos, predictive text it, I spell check it.
must get um, Imani Coppola on the show again. Um, because she's brilliant and you all love her. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. In about 25 minutes, uh, we're going to go live to Hong Kong. And when I say go live, we're going to phone up a bloke in Hong Kong, a bloke called Bay Logan, who, um, uh, well, he, he's a Hong Kong, um, a movie expert. He's, he's kind of worked on Bruce Lee's back catalogue. He used to write for, do you remember a magazine called Combat Magazine back in the day? I used to love that. Um, and he's a movie producer and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and um, I'm genuinely... Um, I tried to get in touch with him a couple of years ago and I couldn't get hold of him. And he got in touch with me, asking if he could come on the show. And um, I'm genuinely thrilled he's coming on. So we'll be talking to him in about 25 minutes. Um, but you can call in now if you want. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Manny! Hello, Ian. Manny! How are you doing? What's what's happening to your voice? Nothing. It's going very deep. Is it? Uh, it is. It has gone very deep. Oh, oh dear. Never mind. What, what, what? How's the family? Um, how you doing, man? Good, man, good. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, getting by. That's good. I had a good you know, day today. I went. It was my my boy, my eldest boy, who is um, he's six, and his school were playing their first football match at another school. So I got to go to the other school and watch my boy play football. It was brilliant. Did he play good? Do you know what? Because I don't you, you, I, you don't like sport, do you? No, I'm not into football at all. Right, but I've always said to the boys. If you want to go to a football match, I will happily take you. Of course I will. But um, they've never really played football with me. We don't really have a kick around. We do other things. And I said to him, do you know how to play football? He said, yeah, I think so. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a disaster. And I turned up, and um, they were playing a decent game of very polite football. And then each team gave the other team three cheers at the end of the match. It was lovely. Um, Yes. Are you doing a sh- are you doing a show in the Midlands? In the what? In the Midlands. Um, I haven't got one planned. It will happen at some point. Yes. I'd love to see one of your shows. The thing is, you know. Right, Matt. Can I, I ask a question? I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't drive anymore. No, well, because you're blind, Manny. That that would be that. That's why. And then my wife's on stupid shifts. Oh. So. Dad, you said stupid shifts. Can I ask a question, right, as a blind man? And it might be slightly different. Right. You've only been, have, you've been blind for what, five years? Nearly, yeah. Right. You know the touching the face to feel what people look like? Mm-hmm. That's rubbish, isn't it? No, I don't do it. That's that. I think, right, that that's I just blind people. Life. That's just blind people having a laugh. I don't do that. You know, there's you can a recognise people from their voices. With the voices, you know, there's an online conspiracy theory that um, Stevie Wonder isn't actually blind. No, you tell me that. That's the... yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? It's nuts, and it's really got me thinking. What if Stevie Wonder isn't blind? Well, why would you? Yeah, but why would you do that? Record sales, mate. Easy gimmick. Everyone needs a gimmick. Mm. And it started when he was. So he started when he was eleven. With fingertips, parts. I don't think he did that far, would you? Yeah, well, yeah. Hang on a minute, right? Let's just go back. So his first record, fingertips, part one and two, 
when he was 11 in about, what, 1963, 64, when um, people weren't beyond coming up with ridiculous gimmicks, right? So he has his first couple of hits as, he was was called um, Little Blind Stevie Wonder, wasn't he? It's true. This is all true, right? So he has his first couple of hits, right? And then he says to, was he, was Stevie Wonder Motown? I don't know if he, I think he was Motown, right? So then he says to Berry Gordy, look, Berry, I feel really uncomfortable about this blind thing. I can see, you know I can see, um, I want to blow this, this, this whole racket. And Berry Gordy says, well, you can't now because all of the good faith that people have, have put in you, if you come out and say, I wasn't really blind, it was just a joke, you'll never sell another record as long as you live. And you say that to a 12-year-old kiddie, that is a lot of pressure. That can mess you up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? Of course he's blind! <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Of course he is! But... Makes you think. I'm not bloody blind. No, imagine if you weren't. Uh, it's, it's gonna go everywhere. The thing, because you're blind, you can't go anywhere. No, you know, without a dog. Um. Anyway, Manny, what are you called in for? No, see, when you do, there's a place. It's about four four miles away from my house. Yeah. It's called the Red Robin Two. Yeah. Where they have all tri- tribute notes, shawdy wadi, and yeah. Yeah, they've all you know. All the, all, it's a comedy club as well. Um, he's, Stan Boardman, he's been there. So shawdy, you you want me to go and play no, a venue that's had Stan Boardman and shawdy wadi? They have like tribute, no tribute bands. Who am I a tribute to? Tommy Boyd, no, Danny no, Baker. No. <laughs> I think you should come there. You, you know, you get a good audience. We ought to come and you watch a show. No. Do a show. You do your show, then bring Kath with you as well. No. no. Wait. I'm not taking Kath to anywhere that sells alcohol. That, that's not very nice, is it? Well, She's your right-hand woman. She's what? What, 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 what rumours have you heard? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> Steady. No, I think you should do a show down there. Yeah? Well, um, I did a show. I did two shows there about a year ago. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, not that that venue, but um, mm-hmm. a, a, um, a, a place in Birmingham, and I can't think what it's called. It's got like a big theatre and a little theatre. I played the little theatre. Um, no Tower Ballroom, was it? No, I don't know. Just I don't. Know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Mm. But I, I, mean, I, I, I haven't listened to WM since you left. Good. But then that is the way it should be, Manny. Thank you. Solidarity. Whereas this chancer, you're on WM all the time, Caddick. Hip, hip, hip. Come to you after this. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Caddick. Hip, 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 Yes, what? How are you, boss? Uh, I'm all right. What you got for us? It's children in need day today. Gosh. I'm not at the BBC. I don't have to pretend to care anymore. Sorry. 
Um, well, don't, don't, don't apologise. I mean, yes, it raises a lot of money, but boy, oh boy, it's a tedious evening's entertainment on television. And it's the first one without Sir Terry Wogan. Well, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, here's the thing, Alan, right? I don't know you're doing, you're raising some money for it. Good for you, right? Yeah. Uh, it, enough boring to watch on telly. There's hardly, there's a few good little bits in it, but... It really is, I think, a very, very dull evening. And what the what the BBC would w- wanted us to do when I worked there was, because I did a breakfast show on BBC Local Radio, they'd say, right, so what are you doing for children in need this Friday? I'd say, nothing. they said, oh, you've got to do something. I said, well, yeah, I'm turning up for work and doing my job. And they want you to all take part in it. And I just didn't feel like it. Well, you know, you mistake that I normally listen literally, to when Literally did not get one word of that. You know the station I would normally listen to when you're not on? BBC WM, yeah. They had an auction today. Oh, yeah, what did they auction? They had different lots. Yeah. Including Adrian Goldberg coming to do the ironing. Oh, Jesus. I like Adrian, but, I mean, that's just terrible. That's just terrible. And we had an auction at our place, and it's just... At three counties? Yeah, I, I just think it's... I mean, oh, it's... Uh, you know, a lot of money is raised for charity, so that that's that's brilliant. But I just think it's, as a listener, right? As a listener, I would have hated that stuff. I just think it's like when LBC do their make some noise day. You think, all right, well that's the day not to listen to LBC. Uh, you know, and we'll probably do one here, and I'll get behind it because it's my job, and it'll be brilliant. But it's as a listener, it's boring, man. Oh dear. Oh, a little burp there. Did you hear that? That was right. It shows I've got a bit of a migraine coming because I burped. Anyway. Hey, look at that! Battle of the Burps. Yep. Don't keep... Don't... No, don't... That's not a thing. Sorry, just killing airtime. Yeah. Well, I'm quite happy to do that. What, Battle of the Burps? No, I'm I'm happy to kill airtime. That's my job. I'll give you a ring after me sponsor silence tomorrow, Ian. Okay, David Attenborough's upset the uh, snowflakes on the right. Who'd have thought it? David Attenborough's upset those right-wing snowflakes. Trump nuts kill Sir David threat. Crazed Donald Trump fans have threatened to kill Sir David Attenborough after he joked Trump should be shot. (laughs) Oh, look! And then there's Paul Ross there. Better call Paul. And it's got the phone number and everything. Oh, look. Promotion. The TV legend, 90, infuriated the US president-elect's followers with comments in an interview. Ask how he would feel about the climate change denier in the White House. He replied, we could shoot him. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, isn't it, for a 90-year-old um, naturist. Trump fans targeted him on social media, like David Attenborough gives us stuff. I've been in a room with David Attenborough, a green room. Um, he's a little bit up himself. He's a little bit up himself. And some called for him to be banned from the U.S., Keith Westbrook wrote, how about we put two in the back of your head? Keith Westbrook, please. So, 
your argument against someone who, saying something you don't like about shooting someone is to say something about shooting him. Oh, OK, I get it. I get it. Jordan Graham. Jordan Graham added, it's pretty much decided he's going to die then. Uh, Planet Earth 2 star Sir David, who campaigns on climate change, made the joke in this week's Radio Times. Last night he insisted, It was a jocular remark. And then it says here, Are people too easily offended? Better call Paul with Paul Ross today from 9am on 0344-499-1000. Rashid! Uh, Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, what you got for us? Is Caddick still on? Nope. Oh, gosh. What, when was he on? Was he on a few minutes ago? Yep, and you missed him. Uh, what is this, a dating um, show for listeners? What? What? You, you'll find him on BBC WM, probably. <laughs> oh, here we go, look. Underneath um, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, wearing not much. Struth. Uh, Lennon's note rand. I love the, f- the, f- the fact, right, that all these years later, Beatles' memorabilia is still cropping up. Beautiful. Uh, and some of it pops up in... Um, shoved inside Beatles albums and stuff. Didn't they get some handwritten um lyrics to to, to or no. No 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 no. It was John Lennon's draft of the uh, message he sent the Queen um when he returned his MBE or OBE MBE I think it was. Um and he'd he'd, he'd practiced it and one of the practices was shoved inside a Beatles album. Imagine that. Wouldn't you though? An angry note from John Lennon to Paul McCartney is up for auction. I would love this. I would absolutely flipping love this. Imagine having a note, an angry note from John Lennon to Paul McCartney. You know they were friends um, for most of the 70s. You know that, don't you guys? And McCartney would sometimes rock up at Lennon's house. You know that. And you know there's a horrible bootleg of... um, From 1974, is John Lennon... Paul McCartney, Nielsen, Stevie Wonder, and some other people, all doing cocaine and playing rock and roll songs horribly. Anyway, the typed 1971 letter from John and Yoko Ono tells Paul to... I can't do John. I can do Paul. I can do all the Beatles apart from John. Oh, John. I'm John Lennon. Oh. I can do all the Beatles apart from John. You know, Paul McCartney. Um, well, you know, I'm Ringo Starr. I can do that one. And George Harrison has the same voice. Well, you know, I'm George Har- George Harrison. But John Lennon I can't do for some reason. I wonder I, I wonder if it's because he was the first Beatles to pass. Um, it, the note says, I'll do it as though I'm Paul McCartney reading it. You know, I'm Paul McCartney. Um, you know, the Beatles, that was my... You know, the uh, the note from John Lennon, and I, that was my idea, you know. I said, John, you should write me a note in 1971. Uh, oh, got a note here from uh, from John Lennon. It says, uh, Paul, get off your high horse. Who do you think we, you are? Oh, it's not very nice, is it? Eh? 
Now I've turned it to John Shuttleworth. Well, it's not very nice, is it? John's letter is a retort to a note from Paul's wife, Linda, criticising his exit from The Beatles. He demanded... You know, oh, there's a bit more of this note from Paul McCartney. I should read. No, I'm Paul McCartney. There's a bit more of this note from uh, from John Lennon. You know, um, what middle-aged, cranky Beatles fan wrote it? Oh, it's a bit rude about about Linda, my first wife, the first of three. Uh, we haven't got time for any calls. We haven't got time for any calls. Sorry. Um, it is set to sell for sixteen thousand pounds today. In Boston, United States, auctioneer Robert Livingston said, It captures the intense rivalry. No more phone calls. Uh, we'll have a break. I'm going to play a song, and then we're going to interview Bay Logan, live from Hong Kong. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. My last name is Lee. Bruce Lee. I was born in San Francisco in 1940. <laughs> He sure knows how to fight for his defense In starting all his limbs are tense Power glistens in his eyes He strikes terror with his cries He's the king of kung fu King of kung fu King of kung fu Let him show what he can do human capability with a fingertip sensitivity his kung fu courage set in motion it's a massive dynamic explosion power fills his eyes as he strikes terror with his cries uh! he's the king of kung fu king of kung fu king of kung fu let him show what he can do. It's um, a fabulously ridiculous song, which we've played on the show quite a few times. Um, I love that song. It's a theme tune to uh, a film that doesn't even uh, feature Bruce Lee in. But we, we remember we spoke a couple of weeks ago to uh, Michael, who um, is making a documentary about Bruce exploitation movies, like Bruce Lie and Bruce Learn, Dragon Learn, all of that. Uh, and I love all that stuff. I love, love, love all that stuff. I really do. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my first ever actual proper hero at the age of um, 10 was Bruce Lee. And I don't know... Well, well, first of all, I don't know why my parents allowed me to watch those movies, because they were X-rated. Proper X-rated, with scenes of nudity and extreme violence. Although the English ones were cut to pieces. But um, I was obsessed, completely... Uh, uh, obsessed with Bruce Lee and it was in the days when we had a Betamax video recorder and we would go to the video store and they had all these you know kind of strange looking wonderful Betamax videos with these beautifully ornate uh, covers and I was absolutely hooked and I, I bought books and I bought magazines 
And I started learning Kung Fu a little bit later on for a few years. I was never any good at it. I had a little go. Um, and then every now and then, other obsessions have come into my life and, 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 and family and work and things like that. But every now and then I go, oh, I remember just how much I used to love Bruce Lee. And all the films are now on wonderful DVDs with extra discs and bonus footage and stuff like that. And um, I remember dragging a girlfriend gosh, about 10 years ago when they were showing uh, Fist of Fury at the BFI. I dragged her along and she was, did not enjoy it. Um, but the, uh, every now and then I go, oh, I remember how much I love uh, Bruce Lee and I'll, I'll dig out my DVDs and watch them, which is why it's such a thrill to have the next guest uh, on the show. Um, he um, uh, is responsible. Well, we'll find out exactly how responsible he is for, 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 for getting those DVDs and all the bonus footage. But he does absolute cracking um, uh, commentary on all of the Bruce Lee DVDs and really, um, well, it's so knowledgeable about Bruce and about the subject of Hong Kong cinema. Um, it's just a joy to sit and listen to him while the films are playing away. Uh, and I'm so, I'm so thrilled. It, it, it's Bay Logan. Good evening, Bay. Good morning, Bay. Good evening. Good morning for me. Evening for you. Hi, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I also, um, when I was uh, a little kung fu boy, um, in the uh, sort of mid-80s, I also used to subscribe to Combat Magazine, which you, yeah. were, you were the editor of, weren't you? And it, it, I was. It's been downhill from, from there all the way. <laughs> but uh, that was my first... My first real gig in the martial arts slash martial art movie world. How did you get into, uh, How did you get into martial arts, Bay? From when I was very very young, I remember being completely fascinated and obsessed with the moving image in all its manifestations and like martial arts. And the first ever exposure I had to it would have been like in. You may be too young to remember the Avengers TV series. In uh, Black and Bay, God White, bless you. I'm, a, I'm I'm aware of it, but I didn't see it the first okay. time around. Yes. So it was playing on our little black and white set with um, Diana Rigg as Emma Peel was flipping people around. Yeah. And in the Bond movies, and, and I just remember being aware of this unarmed combat style. And in the Captain America comic books, you had Batroc Villipea using Savat. Yeah. So I was just fascinated by these things. And then actually the first, um, the Kung Fu TV series with David Carradine, yeah. who later became a, a good friend of mine, um, that was the, the, the first exposure to kung fu with like the dragon and the tiger and the snake styles and going to shaolin temple and and the idea that a white guy could do this stuff you know because margaret cho said it shouldn't have been called kung fu it should have been called who's that white guy yeah it's uh, hard to it's hard to 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 remember now but kung fu the show with david caradine was absolutely massive i remember being obsessed with it i had posters of david i had um the kung fu annual yeah everyone was doing you know all the comedy shows were doing our grasshopper spoofs it was massive wasn't it well there was the the goodies remember ecky thump that was such a yeah 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 i do remember that yes and uh, but but the, the the thing with um, the Kung Fu TV series was compared to Bruce Lee was it always is it's, it's one of the things I'm covering in my upcoming book plug plug Bruce well done. Lee and I yeah um, is the fact that even though Bruce Lee is perceived as being a Kung Fu star he really didn't do any Kung Fu in his films or minimally did he perform Kung Fu yeah. in his movies in fact he was doing a kind of hyped up kickboxing. Uh, or you could say he was doing MMA at the beginning of Enter the Dragon. But he wasn't doing the stylized 
Shaolin traditional kung fu that you saw depicted in um, the kung fu TV series of David Carradine, and of course later and probably much better by uh, Lao Galeng, Liu Chaliang at Shaw Brothers in those films. Um, so there were two streams. There was Kung Fu, which was the TV series, and then you know, maybe Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest movies, and Bruce Lee, who is a phenomenon unto himself. And people put these kind of conditioners on. They say he was the greatest Chinese Kung Fu right. Hong Kong movie yeah. star in the world. No, he is the biggest movie star in the world, all time, that's ever been. The biggest real-life human, like, the only people comparable would be Superman, Batman, Tarzan, yeah. those kind of people. But globally, if you show anybody a picture, you go to a, some remote African village, and, you know, the only thing you'll see on the wall will be a poster of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Isn't it funny? It's, um, how did you end up, um, um, uh, I, 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 there's so much I want to ask you, Bay, because honestly, sure. I, your, your commentaries okay. on those Bruce Lee films, are, yeah. are just, they breathe new life into them. How did you end up going to working, uh, and do you live in Hong Kong? I live in Hong Kong. I've been here for about 23, 24 years now. Right. And my main uh, livelihood is um, being a film producer. My most recent, well, I did a run of films the last couple of years, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny, um, Lady Blood Fight, and I just finished Kickboxer Retaliation, which is coming out next year. Yeah. So I do that as my main job. And as, si as a sideline, there's a saying in Chinese, when you drink the water, remember from where the water flows. So to me, my livelihood every day making films and working with people like Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen is kind of drinking the water. And where it flows from is, of course, Bruce Lee and all the classic Chinese Kung Fu movies. So I feel seeing myself at a midpoint where I'm making new films and I'm celebrating the earlier ones. Yeah. And for me, my um, kind of the thing that instigates me to do new things is often same reason I wrote my book Hong Kong Action Cinema many moons ago was I would be constantly saying to people, when is somebody going to write a, a, a beginner's definitive guide yeah. to Hong Kong film that I can read? And they never did. So finally, I think my girlfriend at the time said, well, quit belly aching and why don't you write the damn thing? And that became that book. And then with the commentaries, it was kind of the same. And the, one of the producers of Enter the Dragon did a commentary on, uh, on the, the Warner Brothers DVD. And I thought it was just so poor. Yeah. It was just so ill-researched and so un, unengaging. So I was bitching and moaning about it. And then uh, somebody at the offices of Media Asia, where I was working at the time, said, well, if you're so smart, why don't you do one to show us how it can be done? And we had the rights, we released, for some reason, there was a, a delay in the rights for us to re-release Fist, uh, Fist of Fury in Hong Kong on DVD, just for Hong Kong market. And uh, I really have to thank, there were two guys at Mediation, Nicholas James and Thomas Chung, who were my bosses at the time, who gave me an enormous amount of uh, leeway to pursue different ventures. And um, one of the things, one of them said, okay, go in the studio, we'll pay for the studio time and do, go in and do the commentary. And I went to do the first one, Fist of Fury, and I thought to myself, well, I've seen this movie 15 times or 50 times. Yeah. I, I, I won't need any notes. I'll just go in and watch the movie and tell everybody all the things I know. Halfway through the first recording session, I completely dried up. And I said, please, can we stop? I'll come back tomorrow. So I went home, and I got out my Rolodex, and I called up everybody I knew who had been in the movie. And by this point, wow. I knew people who had been stuntmen on the movie, like um, a guy called Zebra Pan, Ban Ma Jai, like a guy called Chen Wing Ai, a B, like a guy called Peter Chan, Chan Long, 
and I would just call these guys up and say, what do you remember? What do you know? What do you remember? Oh, what do you know? Man. And then call Lewis Sitt, who'd been the production manager at, yeah. uh, at uh, Golden Harvest, and just take notes, take notes, take notes. And then finally, and I talked to other critics in Hong Kong, and I came back the next day prepared and finished it, and I thought, okay. And it might sound ridiculous now, but um, I actually thought, okay, that's off my bucket list, and I, you know, I never have to go through that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then we did a deal to sell the movies, to, to, to license the films to a, a label in England that became Hong Kong Legends, which is, I think, probably where you first yeah. became aware of the commentaries. Yeah. And when they got the deal, they said to Mediation, by the way, can you get that guy back to do more of the commentaries because we <laughs> like the one on Fist of Fury. Brilliant. And then at the beginning of it, I was like, nobody. I mean, people normally would pay for me to shut up. So the idea of them paying for me to talk was a new concept. And I was like, no one's going to want to hear me talk all the way through all of these films. So we tried to get some other guys in at the beginning of the Hong Kong Legends era, but none of them really worked out, so it just became, you have to do them. So it became a sideline, and uh, it was like... Um, oh, I I, my, my highest... Yeah. I, bet, I was just saying, I love it, right? Very rarely can I sit through a, a, a commentary, right? But if it's a producer or... I don't know, there's something mm. about it. But I... I, um, I, I A couple of years ago, I went on a massive Bruce Lee kick, and I, I watched them <laughs> all, and then I watched yeah. them all again with your commentary. And it's such a joy hearing someone who's not directly involved with the film, right. but but... You've got the you've got the passion that I had watching it, and you can hear the passion. And also, you'll be talking about a scene, and then you go, "Oh, uh, right, that guy there, he was," and, and you'll go off on this wonderful, wonderful tangent <laughs> about someone who's walked past in the background, and then right. kind of regain. Uh, it's just a joy to listen to. Well, uh, it's interesting because uh, I do think I have on occasion done commentaries for my own movies, and it's very difficult because yeah. you end up self-censoring because you're thinking, "Well, I better not say that because I don't want to hurt that fellow's feelings." or um, there's not so much, strangely, there's not so much to say because it's like, um, it's not a Bruce Lee movie. You know, maybe yeah. the movie that I made was, was just a, a contemporary action picture that we just did. And so it's harder, perhaps, for me anyway. I find it harder to do them for my own movies. When it's a period film, when it's one of the older classics, then you want to bring out all the detail, all the things that people... My feeling with the Bruce Lees was, of all the... Hong Kong movies. They're the movies people have watched again and again and mm. again. So you can actually assume that they may have noticed guy number five in the background, and no one's ever said, that's who this fellow is. Yeah. So that became, I figured there was no detail too small to be, uh, to be, de- to be described. And it, apparently people found it interesting, because to this day I'm still uh, on occasion recording DVD commentaries for different movies. Let me let me ask you one more fanboy question, and then we'll get on to the book, sure. I promise, right? Um, yes. The, the, oh, the, and this is really geeky, dear listener, you may want to go away for a couple of minutes. Yeah. All of the um, previously lost Game of Death footage right. that's on that marvellous Game of Death double disc, yes. how yeah. did you, did, did you personally, you know, kind of find those, how did that come about? Well, I was um, hired by my first major gig at a film company here was with a company called Media Asia, who at that time were distributing uh, the library of Golden Harvest films, including the Bruce Lee movies. And they'd just taken delivery of lots of uh, film elements and print materials from Golden Harvest. And I've always been incredibly lucky in terms of my timing and in terms of my uh, access where it's come to Hong Kong films or Chinese Kung Fu cinema. 
And so I joined the company just when that happened and therefore had the authority to go into the uh, archive and say, you know, I'm uh, vice president or whatever, can you show me any footage you have of Bruce Lee? And so they started lacing stuff up. It was indeed a fanboy's dream. Ian, yeah, seriously, you would have... I don't know what you're allowed to say on your show, but I mean, you 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 would have had you, you would have had a physical reaction, I think, <laughs> to sitting yeah, there watching all of this unfold. And then there was my the, the grandmother was this guy called Larry who was like the crypt keeper, and he goes, and there's this, these reels of film here with Game of Death on them. We're not sure what they are. Oh, baby. <laughs> and I was like, well, lace them up, big boy. <laughs> and I sat there, and um, I've never, uh, yeah, I definitely, I don't want to, uh, people have asked me, like, and I think in a way they're thinking, well, probably it was just another day at the office for you. Absolutely not. I mean, I had poured over, I mean, for people who aren't aware, just brief recap, Bruce yeah. Lee in 1972 shot fight sequences for a film called Game of Death, and he was fighting the most famous person would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the basketball player. Yeah. And he shelved the film to go and make Enter the Dragon, and he died before he could come back to making it. And the years passed. Then in 1978, Golden Harvest took that footage and cobbled together a completely different film, and they used a minimal amount of the footage Bruce Lee had shot in 1972 of him in the yellow tracksuit, you know, the thing Uma Thurman has in Kill Bill. Yeah. And... Um, all of us fans wondered how much more was left, what else was there that we hadn't seen. And over the years, you got a few clips. There was a documentary called Bruce Lee, The Legend, where they showed some of what they call outtakes and stuff. But it was footage from Bruce Lee's version of the movie. And then I, we dreamed about and poured over the documentary and looked at stills in magazines and what else is there. So this was something that had been really in the back of my psyche since I was, you know, a teenager. So I go into this screening room and they started screening. There was lots of other bits and pieces like the, you know, the raw footage they'd used for the credit sequence of the finished 1978 game of death. Yeah. And then suddenly, um, just the, another character in Game of Death running up the stairs to fight Dan Inosanto, who's one of the characters in the movie, who also was a student of Bruce Lee. And it was just then he did it again, then he did it again. And, I mean, if you have worked in the film industry, you realize what you were seeing was dailies, which were all the kind of the printed shots, the kept shots from Bruce Lee as a director, shooting in sequence, pretty much. And it had been, it had been put together in sequence as to how Bruce Lee originally saw his game of death. And I still get goosebumps kind of talking about yeah. it. And I was like, this is the mother load. And then watching through and I'm, I'm not a great I mean I've heard these people over the years say I was in, I was possessed by the spirit of Bruce Lee <laughs> I, I've never had that lucky experience I've been possessed by the spirit of Jack Daniels yeah a few evenings but uh, uh, that particular time there's, a, there's a, a, a shot from a fight between Bruce Lee and another a Korean expert called Chi Hon Soi when Bruce Lee walks up to fight his opponent and he just raises his hand in like a kind of a gesture of in Cantonese we would say mansao like asking hand yeah. and he just raises his hand towards him and I just felt this energy and presence coming wow. off the screen almost pushing my chair back um, that's the only time Incredible. I've had anything close to a mystical Bruce Lee experience I've been around listen I've been around the back lot of Golden Harvest where he um, used, made, made all his movies. I've been there at midnight waiting on the ghost of Bruce Lee and he never showed up. So I, I'm, I'm open to it. But that was the one time oh, I felt man. this presence. And then I watched the footage through to the end yeah. and 
emerged from the crypt into the daylight, and I was just stunned. Yeah. And then I kind of had to explain to my colleagues at Media Asia, who were not Bruce Lee fanatics like me, I mean, <laughs> who is, right? And they were like, just why this was so important. And they only realized it when a buyer from Japan came in to license the footage, and he made an offer. And I went in to see Thomas Chung, who was the head of the company, and he said, you idiot, you put the decimal points in the wrong place. And I said, no, that is the <laughs> offer. And he went back in to see the guy, and he says, I'm so sorry, this is a junior colleague of mine, he's not very good at maths, um, and, and obviously this isn't your offer. And the Japanese guy looked and said, no, this is my offer. Wow. And the guy was like, well, done. And they shook hands. <laughs> That's when... They realized this was a, a BFD. I don't think I can say what BFD. Big is, B is big, D is yes. deal in the F. Right, um, you know. uh, oh, Bay, listen, we've got to get you on to talk again. Uh, but we've got a few more minutes. Tell me about the book, Bruce Lee and I. It's coming out, is it it's January of next year, is that right? Uh, it's first quarter 2017. Okay. Um, it's with Mark Wiley at Tambouli Press, and we haven't got a, a definite set-in-stone release date. Because nowadays, so much of it is um, would be, an, uh, would be a, a, like the Kindle edition. Right, okay. So you're not tied to print schedules as you might have been previously. But it's basically Bruce Lee examined from my perspective as something of an authority on Bruce Lee, but also, perhaps more importantly, as a Hong Kong film historian and also as an active Hong Kong filmmaker, the only um, you know, non-Chinese person that's been an active film producer in Hong Kong over the last 20 years. Yeah. And so my perspective of him from working side by side with people who really work with Bruce mm. Lee, you know, so, again, in the same capacity, and speaking the language and being able to, you know, if you get somebody in an interview situation, they might be um, self-censoring slightly, but when you work with them and you're at 3 a.m. on the movie set and you say, well, what was Bruce Lee like? And they tell you a story, you kind of get more of the real deal. So it's from, it's a book, I tried to make it a book that only I could write based on my life experience, which might sound obvious, but there's been so many biographies of Bruce Lee and so many, um, so many kind of stories telling the story. He lived in America. He made these films. Then he passed away. And it's been the same story repeated, yeah. I felt. You didn't need that. So I hope people will, um, when they see my book, feel that there's a fresh approach from based on my life experience. So uh, I, I'm very exciting. And now I, I feel this will be my definitive word on Bruce Lee after the commentaries and after this book. Um, if anybody asks me a question about him, I can just say, well, look, read the book or, or, yeah. or listen to the commentaries. Can you, um, can you believe that where you've ended up and what you're doing? I mean, if you go back to, you, to, you know, you, to, to when you were a kid and you were watching Kung yeah. Fu and watching... And, and, and you're living the dream, aren't you, Bay? I don't know, it's not as simple I, as that. I, of course I, it's not. I, but I mean, if, if somebody would have said to me when I was, like, 19, when I first really got into this stuff, that, you know, if I could look that far ahead, what would you like to be doing when you're, as I'm now, 55, just over 55? Um, it would probably be, I would be uh, living in Hong Kong, making kung fu movies, I would have a kung fu school, and I would have every piece of memorabilia and every movie possible relevant to Hong Kong cinema, and all of that happened. What I wouldn't have anticipated, I think, was the, uh, the satisfaction and happiness of having a family, which, of course, takes precedence. Yeah. I would never have imagined that when I was 19. And to my, to my shame, for most of my adult life, I would look askance at people who were 
you know, happy family men. I would be like, what the hell are you wasting your time doing that when there's kung fu movies to be made? Come on, you know, love's love, but this is kung fu movies. So that came <laughs> happily and unexpectedly uh, a little later for me. But I certainly felt blessed to have lived it. And it goes from when I was in the Peterborough Odeon Cinema, uh, like the intermission of Born Free, and I saw a black and white picture of Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon. Yeah. And there's a direct line between seeing that and where I am today, Isn't which I think funny. is relatively unusual. Um, and, and, and you mentioned the, the, the movie production. What, anything we can see over here? I mean, I, I'm sure... All, all of the... Um, I mean, the, the last run... Uh, the earlier film, my earlier movies, like Twins Effect, Dragon Squad, um, The Medallion, are all, I'm sure, available on various home video or television platforms. Of the recent run, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny is on Netflix globally, so you can see it there. Oh, beautiful. Um, Lady Blood Fight will be coming out. I'm going to say it's just played in Asia in the theaters, but I think globally it's going to be on DVD, Blu-ray, and Netflix. And Kickbox Retaliation, um, the Kickbox Retaliation is, bear with me here, the sequel to the remake of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Kickboxer. Okay. The, 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 the sequel was called Kickboxer Vengeance. I didn't work on that. That got a brief theatrical release in the UK and is available now on home video format. And um, I believe Retaliation, the same plan, it will play briefly theatrically in, um, in, uh, Amer- in, in, in England and in America. And I'm actually on screen. I'm, I'm, I'm the double for Christopher Lambert in that movie, so it was my other <laughs> claim to fame. Um, that was a lot of fun. We had a huge fun, huge, huge fun time making that movie. It was uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Mike Tyson, Alan Moussi is the star of the movie. We had a lot of MMA fighters in there. And uh, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Lambert from the Highlander films is yeah. a bad guy, which is great. We had a really good time doing that in Thailand. Bay, um... We're out of time. We'll, we'll get you on yeah. again at some point if you're up for it. Honestly, it's such a thrill Absolutely. to talk to you, man. I, I remember you, seeing your name in Combat Magazine uh, in the 80s. and Thank you. You know, it's, you, yeah. the work you've done is just wonderful, Bay. so thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Lee. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank Take you, care. man. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, and happy birthday for earlier this week. Um, gosh, 15-year-old me is grinning like a lunatic. What a nice man. Um, I'm going to have to have a little Bruce Lee session this weekend, I think. I think I'm going to have to have a little Bruce Lee session. Uh, I enjoyed that. Absolutely enjoyed that. Blinded. It's weird, isn't it? Not everyone gets Bruce Lee. And um, it's it's funny. He only made five films. Right. But he's he, he, right. He is one of the most recognisable faces. I remember when I was working in Pakistan, they knew Bruce Lee. And you kind of think, well, uh, well how? You know, he made. we didn't even make five films. He made f- sort of four and a half films. And... Um, um, the, the Game of Death is fascinating because he filmed about 40 minutes of footage and then he died. And three years later, or five years later, something like that, the Hong Kong cinema said, oh, let's let's make this Game of Death film, but let's only use about six minutes of the stuff that Bruce Lee filmed and let's make this really weird, convoluted, complicated story using three, I think two or three Bruce Lee lookalikes and weirdly they use scenes from other films that he made and they kind of edit it in and it's the strangest strangest movie to watch and then you know you you, you buy the dvd and you find out there's this about an hour's worth of footage that he shot anyway that's it that's your lot um 
Back tonight at 10 o'clock, dear listener. I should remind you, of course, I haven't done it for a while, um, that um, that you can get podcasts from iTunes, from Acast, from Pocket Cast, from all of those kind of places. Um, we had uh, three podcasts out the other day. We had Matt Haig, uh, Dennis Le Corrier, and also a best of. So if you go to your um, podcast provider and subscribe, um, then whenever we release a new one, uh, it will pop up in your inbox and you ain't got to do nothing about it. Don't forget, I'm up uh, for your suggestions on what I should do for the New Year's Eve show. It's on Saturday, not Sunday. I'm an idiot. Um, thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Edward. Back tonight at 10. Till then, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.